Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on The Pinball Show, we chat all things Mandalorian with a pinball heartthrob. We also discuss pinball collectability, behind the scenes in pinball distribution, whether Mandalorian is a buy-buy-buy-it-now, obtaining the unobtainable, pinball market trends, strong podcast takes, deals of the week, sharp edition, shing, and the mother of all deals of the WTF. Ooh, and we argue about point chasing versus moment making in pinball. All of this and more on episode 60. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Thank you for being a friend. Pinball is a game of skill. Down the road and back again. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. You're a pal and a confidant. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Welcome to the Pinball Show, episode 60. Listen, guys, I am so sick and tired already of hearing the Mando intros. Boom, boom. So this show, we're going to bring in a friend. He's a great friend. He's a legendary podcaster. He rivals Greg Bone as Pinball's heartthrob. Boom, boom. And he would actually get his ass kicked by Jeff Tillis in a fist fight. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Ryan C. Woo, woo. Uh, isn't, is everyone glad that I'm not dealt 31 that's (laughs) if it's not if it's not dennis crazel just please don't be dealt 31 oh (laughs) please never do that again not a big i know i know dennis i know dennis gave you shit about it already but i'm here just double down and i i listened to that show zach and you know good on you for for getting through it all and i was ready to throw this guy in the toilet (laughs) to the episode but his little blooper at one point at one point, he was like, ah, oh, yeah, and I created the uh, Jurassic Park alternative firmware. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, now I... I was, yeah, I I was like giving it. him props for that, too. Now I like the guy. Like, regardless of how I much of an asshole he was it. being, I'm like, okay, he has redeemed himself because that has transformed the game <laughs> and I own it. So he's allowed to be a little bit of an asshole. You want to know something hilarious, Ryan, and listener, uh, the Avengers... He did like a something for that as well, but I don't think it's promoted that much. And I have an Avengers coming into the collection and I messaged him after the show prior to it airing. I was like, Hey man, do you think you could send me what you got on that Avengers? I'd love to upload. And he was like, yeah, no problem. Uh, crickets since then. I, I don't think I'm going to get that, that, uh, updated. Did you, after. did you edit him to sound bad? Was he actually like a really nice, wholesome guy? <laughs> No, that editing was atrocious. So what you what you heard is what you got. Zach, I was really excited to jump on the show because even though you're not the world's most popular podcaster, that's reserved for a four-time 
to be winning individual in New York. Like, because a podcast quit, you were the second most popular podcast, but they're back now. Sam's yeah, is back, back so down. This is the third. third. I told everyone, I was like, I'm dating and I, like this girl, and I was just like, <laughs> she's like, where are you going tonight? Do you want to hang around? I'm like, sorry, I've got to go record a, co- a podcast with the third yeah. most popular pinball. The trash, the trash numbers number three. Yeah. I, hey, look, not, I'll take, first, I'll take my creasel over any Franchi, over any Canada, any day. Have you seen? You've still not met the Creasel, have Creasel. you? <laughs> uh, no, I met I met Dennis uh, in Texas. He handed me um, a very weird, like yellow-ish you? colored um, Collector Gamers podcast T-shirt. And like, here you go, Ryan, you're a podcaster, you get a free T-shirt. I'm like, thank you, Dennis. You're so yeah, sweet. Nice what are you going to a show this year in the states, or you guys still have to stay uh, on your island? I mean, we can we can travel to places. We just if we try and come back we have to stay in a uh, hotel quarantine because probed. we don't really have coronavirus here uh we have to pay like three thousand dollars to stay in a hotel um regardless of if we test positive or negative for coronavirus they're like you have to be locked down and that's how they're controlling wow it. sounds like the government owns a, a chain of hotels nicely done <laughs> australia so no no traveling i think until t- 2022 is when they'll start considering things but we have a we have a travel bubble with new zealand and that's it that's the only place we can go within our own country and new zealand without yeah but australia and new zealand are kind of like fuck buddies aren't they um (laughs) most americans don't even know the difference to be honest it's like i guess it's like saying that canada and the u.s are fuck buddies but i can see that attached well, maybe like Hawaii. Why is Hawaii part of America anyway? It's like it's not because really. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Did someone else? Did someone else own it? And they just kind of like put this like this is ours now. I'm an I'm a typical American. I have no clue about history. I don't, we just take <laughs> shit. I don't know. I can see us being fuck buddies with Canada. I, I can see that. Like, and I can see um, having a dirty weekend with Mexico, but just not telling our friends. Talking about Canada, do you re- do you really think I would lose a fight with Jeff Tiolis? I I kind of do, man. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of do. Have you have you have you seen him in the last year? Like this guy hasn't showered. <laughs> he's he's got, let he, has, go. he hasn't he, he hasn't shaved. He hasn't. He's he's too scared to go. I get think a his long like, hair's working. I really do. Yeah, I think, uh, I think his beard or, is yeah. working as well. I don't want to see his. I don't want to see his his <laughs> cheeks anymore. Like after after not seeing him for a year, I'm like I'm pretty used to this, Jeff. I don't want to see <laughs> your your fucking cheeks anymore. But Jeff Jeff's. I don't, uh, he's like old and he's guy, husky. Like, I think he'd tear some people up. He's quite scary. Are you like tough or something? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not tough, but I think I'm, I'm pretty fit and I'm agile. I think I could probably just wear him down. Like, like in the, in the 12th round, if we're in a boxing ring or something, like mm-hmm. he would just be out of breath. And I, <laughs> I he, you know, if he gets one hit in, I'm fine. He's winded. Yeah. <laughs> if he wins. Yeah, maybe. Okay, what I want to challenge Jeff Tiolis to, if he if he comes <laughs> back to Australia, I love it. Yeah, I want I want to I want to set up a fight with Jeff <gasps> for for, ch- for charity because if you say it's for charity, yeah. then you can do it. And it's sponsored by flipping out pinball. Yeah, yeah, we'll wear we'll wear stickers and get some fake you know some love tattoos on our, on our forehead. Um, and, but I want I want a, an equal kind of ground. So I want us to both be in those like you know those, those inflatable um, sumo suits. Absolutely. Me and Jeff in a ring fighting it out for glory. Um, I officially challenge him when Wow. Either I go to Canada next or he comes to Australia. I want to fight Jeff Tealers. Do you think I'm what do you, what do you think about my fighting ability there, Ryan? Think I can fight I think, in my scrappy? I think 
Nah, I think you got too much to lose now. I think you've got like you've got. <laughs> you got I don't know how many. I don't know how many kids you have now. But, I, like, I've I think lost it, track, but yeah. Is your wife pregnant again? No, God, no. I don't think. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she is. That would be some okay, shit. Okay, so you're yeah. you're done. Yes, you're done I'm, with, I'm done with kids. I'm cut, man. I'm done. Ah, you are okay. Oh, yeah. then you definitely don't have any more kids. Well, I don't. Hey, I don't know. And how many do you have? Four. I have four children. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot, and yeah, and you've got you got flipping out. You got you you know you work you do other work. I think still possibly one day a week. I hung it up. I hung time. that up. I com- completely. I'm all in, man. I'm all in on pinball and arcade. I don't know if I've told the listeners that, but um, I posted something on social media. What was that last week? And we've kind of been celebrating uh, my my exit from clinical psychology. So I am maybe I'm an idiot, but I am all in for you people. In pinball and arcade, what is wrong and, with me? Okay, so you, so you're all in. You've you've quit your other job, and then you you're not cashing in on the. I listened to that last episode. Oh yeah, with Dennis, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, I am taking the high road, and I am not selling Mandalorian alleys when I could make an extra fifty thousand dollars right now. <laughs> Don't bring it back <laughs> good, up, man. Good timing, Zach. <laughs> this is just it's hard. What are you gonna do? What 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 were your thoughts on that? And then we'll jump into the news. I think it's very, very noble of you. Um, Something not often associated I, with me, but okay. Yeah. Um, you know your market more than I do, and you know your customers. I don't know what your customers are like if you... Well, typically, you know, Ryan, the way the market works is customers don't want to pay more money for, for a pinball machine. So, uh, yeah, they they like an MSRP price rather than 2000 yeah, sure you Yeah, I'm sure you've got your, your customers that buy pretty much every alley off you. Yes, and then do. So if you say this Mando, uh, you know, Mando alley is now $15,000, they're not going to buy a few, but they're also not on the list for other people. So they miss out and they're like, F Zach, I'm never ordering out from flipping out pimple again. I'm guessing mm. that's what you're trying to avoid. I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to do the right thing. Trying to be decent uh, because... I think I, I'm I'm a back scratcher, Ryan. You like your back scratched? I like it massaged. A massage, not much for the scratching. What about the you head? Can, you can you like the head you scratch. You can like pop some 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 blackheads on my back as well, if you want. Oh God, you got any big juicy white ones? But regardless, <laughs> they're they're not blackheads; they're whiteheads. <laughs> but regardless, I like scratching back, so I am a back scratcher. And then hopefully, if I'm in a time of need or a time of uh, needing support. Hopefully somebody else will scratch my back. That's how I do business, whether it's with customers, manufacturers, co-hosts, you name it. I'm a back scratcher. I'm a giver, right? Can you scratch my back then, Zach? Can you can you make me a distributor in Australia so I can join in on this amazing fun that you're having and this you, journey that you're on? You want to know a total truth, uh, listener out there. <laughs> I attempted to contact Stern to tell them my desire to open up a branch of Flipping Out Pinball in Australia. I pitched that to them. Yeah. And once they approved, my pitch was going to be, how much do I have to overpay Ryan to run (laughs) a distribution out of Australia? And (laughs) they turned me down. They said no. And I said, but it's a monopoly. Come on, Stern. Don't allow a monopoly. It's it's a weird situation. You call it weird. weird, I call it monopoly. I guess it's a, a little bit weird because we, the price gouging or w- whatever you want to call it, selling over the recommended retail price, mm-hmm. I guess it, it can't really happen here because of the monopoly. Like, it's not like, okay, well, he's doing it so I can do it. Like, it's there's only one. No, but, um, and, uh, no, but I don't agree with that. They can 
because they're the only distributor, they can jack up the price to whatever they want. They, they, yeah, it, the price is very sensitive to when the exchange rate changes, it mm-hmm. goes straight up. When the exchange rate swings the other way, there it doesn't really, <laughs> it stays the same. especially, yeah, it's kind of like a price, um, like they're forced to up the price because they, they have to, they have to make their money and their margins. Um, but it's, it's also kind of like a free market test. We always talk about like kind of like Stern and JJP and all these people testing the market out with like, okay, we can sell Topper for this much. We can up the price of Elvira. And they're like, is this going to work or is it not going to work? This is kind of like a, a, a free price market test because um, they, they have to do it. And then if people are buying alleys for, you know, it's $14,500 Australian for a Stern alley here. Um, and then now the US dollar is weaker against the Australian dollar and, and it should be $1,000 less, but there's no point because they all sell out. So What's the Mandalorian LE pin going for? The same price as the yeah. last LE or more? Guess what? I don't know because it got listed on their website as sold out. They <gasps> never put a price on it. I, I don't know if we can get into bastards. it now if you want, but I, I put my name down oh, wow. maybe three or four weeks before announcement. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say put me down for the next machine. It was very specific. <laughs> yeah, so you, yeah, um, yeah. And and I, I don't know if I'm in yet. I, th- I think I might have missed out. Well, hold up. That's but a problem. It, what, how do you not know if you're in yet? They said they're working through the lists. So they've got a big fat list. And I don't, I don't know they're how they do this. The because list. if I mention specifically, hey, I would like the next game from Stern, which I believe is Mandalorian um, by Brian Eddy. Please put me down for that. That's mm-hmm. a very specific That's a ask. hit. That's a hit for me. But, As a dealer, I'm saying that's a hit. Yes, but if someone says, put me down for the next Brian Eddy game because I love Brian Eddy, or we, put me down yeah. for the next Dwight Sullivan game, or, or the put next me down Stern for game. the next LE. Just, yeah, the next Stern yep. game, full we stop. We get all like, of those, yeah. So if someone says, put me down for the next Stern game, full stop, and you have multiple spreadsheets, mm-hmm. And you, and you get 50 people that are down for every Stern LE, then sure. it doesn't matter if someone messaged you specifically like, oh my gosh, I just found out, you know, a month in advance, it's going to be back to the future. It's like, well, you're now 51st on the list because there's still a, a, someone down for every single LE. Or- Is that, what, is that what's happening? No, I, I think everybody's different. But what I do is, I mean, if you're saying just the next Stern, okay. But if you can nail what that title is, then, and and that's what specifically you're looking for. I think you take a little bit of priority over, you know, the list of just general, get me the next. It's hard as well, because then it's kind of like only the people in the know or people that listen to podcasts or people, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, kind of. Everyone, everyone needs to be on kind of like a level playing field. And I mean, I you know, there was an asterisk to that email. It was like, I still would like to see the game first before like, I'm not giving you any money yeah. before I see the game. Well, and the easy thing for us is what we did was I knew two weeks before, not directly from Stern, but like you said, you find these things out. And I started at that point kind of mixing and, and layering them in. So it wasn't an issue for us, but I could see that being an issue. And right now, that's all the rave. Like, I feel bad. Anybody that messages us now flipping out for a Back to the Future rumor, um, Harry Potter, Godzilla, um, uh, Toy Story, I'm pretty much already full. Like, it's already, it's already gone. I've I've been I've wrote down for Godzilla um, maybe like a year ago or something. So if I if I don't get a fucking Godzilla, then I'm gonna have a hissy fit. Calling shenanigans. Um, yeah. No, I I 
I heard about Mandalorian a while ago and I didn't, it didn't click because I'm just like, ah, I don't know if it, it would be that because, you know, it's, it's only timing, in the second yeah. season and timing. And then I heard it again. And I'm like, ah, and like, should I email? I'm like, no, I shouldn't. And then by the time I kind of started hearing it everywhere, I'm like, okay, this is probably real unless it's like a, a rumor echo chamber. Cause I'm sure you've been involved in the rumor echo chambers where yes, one person yes, says something yes. Don't tell anyone this, and then everyone messages each other, and then you start hearing it everywhere. But it really is just that one rumor from the mm-hmm. one person just circulating. And anyway, how many how many alleys do you think will hit Australia? Ah, uh, apparently we're getting twenty less than we thought we were going to get. But I don't I don't know. I've rung the distributor three times already. I'm like the annoying customer. No, it's all love. I'm like, well, everybody at, does. It. At, at least I want to know if I get a, a pro for location because I I made the mistake of getting. Avengers Alley only, you know, and not the pro. Oh, okay. And then I, th- I think it almost—it sounds stupid, but it puts too much, too much pressure on me to enjoy the alley and and wait for it to be the game that it's meant to be through code updates and mm-hmm. this and that and adjustments. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to have the the pro out there making money, and um, sure. and I'll, I'll be patient with the alley if I can you know, play the pro and it's, it's, it's doing its job. You know, what's crazy this time around. Um, sorry, sorry, listener, Ryan and I are just kind of shooting the shit as buddies here, but uh, no, this time around, it was odd. We had more customers that ordered multiple units. Like we had operators that would order an LE and a pro so that they can get the pro on location and the LE go in their home or a pro and a premium. That's, this is the first time it's really happened where uh, a handful of people bought multiple units which I found odd. It's quite funny, isn't it? Because the Star Wars is a huge theme. Everyone knows that. I'm not saying anything special there. But the bar is quite low for a Star Wars pinball machine to be like to become the new best Star Wars pinball machine. I know that sounds kind of mean. Um, I'm sure there's lots of people out there that have Star Wars pinball machines. Like, oh, I love my Dattery Star Wars and I love my Stern, you know, 2017 Star Wars, whenever it was. But kind of like instantly, this is kind of, everyone's like, okay, I think this is it. I think this is like going to be the first really good Star Wars game. No, a lot of people just wouldn't know a great machine if it hit them in the face. Like we had an unbelievable Star Wars machine that people didn't accept back in 2017 or 18 or whenever it was. Are we we really going to get into this argument? We can because difficult games generally just are not received well uh, in the community. They're just not. And that's you're 100% right. People people do have have egos. Um, And especially when people are spending lots of money. (laughs) When I rent pinball machines out now, Zach, I I put to a, to a, a newbie um like no one was renting simpsons pinball party for more than one month and mm. and I, I adjusted the inlay the outlines you know to be as small as i could and it still was just frustrating they're people. small the way they are yeah and then so what i did was i put i just put games now on extra easy and it, it killed me to do it but people like people like oh my gosh this game is so much fun because they oh. like all the multiballs are easier and and whatever it is and, and i'm like yeah and now i tell people like if you if you find it too easy go and make it harder but if you tell people these, I'm putting it on factory settings. If it's too hard for you, make it easier. They won't do it, but then they won't like the game, and that's mm. that's what happened, I guess, with with you know Star Wars. Star it Wars, is yeah. it is hard, but it's also I don't know. Like if, look at the machines side by side, and just visually, you can't say that Mandalorian kind of blows you away a little bit more than Stern Star Wars. Oh, from a visual, yeah, sure. 
from a visual sense. Yeah, I get that. I get that. We can't we can't really talk about software because we haven't we haven't really seen it play or shoot. So all the rest is. <laughs> yeah. But when my argument would be Ryan, when I whenever I hop into a, a Ferrari, um, there's a hell of a lot less going on in a Ferrari than there is a Cadillac Escalade. But I can tell you what happens when I hit that gas pedal. <laughs> mm-hmm. and like what's that? what's the what's the equivalent yeah great what's mm-hmm. the equivalent <laughs> you idiot That's what's right. the equivalent of hitting the gas pedal in in steve ritchie's is that is that when you plunge and it hits the the three target bank and goes down the left out lane and then mm-hmm. auto plunges down no, the left that's just lane. somebody that doesn't know how to drive a manual stick i'm talking about that hyperloop baby oh gives me a wood every time get about two or three up in there a race car or you can drive a yeah. cadillac you can, yeah or you, can, you, or you can do it on like steve ritchie's 1992 getaway high speed 2 and you don't have to fucking brick the shot 20 times to get it you just hit the shot yeah if you want a, a, a non-licensed theme game that gets old after a couple of games yeah sure i agree i agree let's talk about some news you want to jump over to the correspondence and what the hell they've drummed up i feel bad for everybody but craig bobby this week let's do it it's time for TPN Industry News. Mandomania sweeps over the galaxy. Hello and welcome to the Pinball Show's Stern News Update. I'm Craig Bobby. Well, Stern sent the pinball world officially into a galaxy far, far away with their full trailer and feature reveal video this past week for their new Mandalorian pinball machine. Wow, so much to unpack, which I'll leave mostly to Zach, but just an amazing art package by Randy Martinez with a very unique and busy layout by Brian Eddy. It looks like Dwight Sullivan got the tap for code, which was a bit of a surprise considering his last lead code effort from TMNT was only released a little over a year ago. Oh, and how about that unbelievable, almost life-size sculpt of Baby Yoda in the top left quarter of the playfield. If you haven't seen it yet, you can get all the details and images on the Stern website or social media channels or the deep dive on the Mandalorian reveal from This Week in Pinball's website. And speaking of Baby Yoda, as first reported by Marv Loco earlier this week, an online website called The Nerdist was reporting that Baby Yoda actually moved? But before you put your GNR CE or Avengers LE on Pinside for sale, this was probably just a reporting error as there's absolutely no mention of any kind of mechanical movements from Baby Yoda on Stern's usually very detailed online feature matrix. However, as the official first play live stream of the game is still to come this week, stay tuned for confirmation of this fact. Other interesting features include a mini or upper playfield in the shape of Mandalorian's helmet. A mini model of Mando's Razorcrest ship with a hanging pass-through target can also be found in the center of the playfield. And a return of player co-op mode has been confirmed for the Mandalorian, which was a big hit from Dwight's last coded game on TMNT. The release of the new title after a five-month hiatus from Stern sparked a buying and selling frenzy with pinheads and Star Wars fans uniting, leading to deals of the WTF popping up all over Pinside. But all in all, a very exciting release by Stern with all eyes now turning to the live stream hosted by Jack Danger later this week. Well, that's all for this week. For the Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side. Hi, this is Ken Rudberg with your Jersey Jack update. 
On the docket today is everyone's favorite topic, code updates. Jersey Jack has gone way back and updated The Hobbit to version 3.11. The code includes Wi-Fi networking with a Wi-Fi dongle, Scorbit integration, player menus, and a bunch of other bug fixes and polish. So what's the state of code for Jersey Jack's other titles? Guns N' Roses, the most recent release, is sitting at a healthy 1.2. The release before that, Willy Wonka, is sitting at version 1.37. So everybody's happy, right? Not quite. It's not the sea air that's making Pirates of the Caribbean owners salty. Pirates code currently sits at 0.99. The last update was in April of 2019. Let's hope that now that these other games are pretty much wrapped up, that Jersey Jack can put the finishing touches on what some consider to be the best game of all time. For the Pinball Show, this has been Ken Rudberg. Matt Morrison here with your Chicago Gaming Company update. In a post on Pinside labeled, It's time to talk about CGC flippers, the debate rages on between the difference in feel and function of Bally Williams flippers and Chicago Gaming Company remake flippers. What's interesting about this thread is the wormhole it goes down from bending the flipper bracket, uh, the difference between the software emulation and the Bally Williams Fliptronic system. They have protractors out measuring things, and now they have an oscilloscope involved. So maybe these guys will get down to uh, what is the actual difference in feel or perceived feel uh, between the two. If you're waiting on an official Cactus Canyon remake update, keep holding your breath. But if you want a little tidbit, go over to Planetary Pinball's website, go to the storefront page, and right off the bat, you're going to see special collector's edition plates, just like the ones that came on the original Cactus Canyon games for sale on the website. Coincidence? I don't know. And that's going to do it for this week. Back to you guys. Hey, this is Kaz with a quick American Pinball update. While there is no major news to report on this week, there is some new videos on YouTube for American Pinball. One of the newest videos is a top 10 tools for pinball repair by Dave Brennan, the tech service manager. It answers a lot of questions that people have as they're getting into the hobby. Maybe you don't have a whole lot of tools on hand. This is a great video to show you some top tools that you'll need to work on your pinball machine. So check out that video. Just search for American Pinball on YouTube. I hope everybody has a great week and has fun playing pinball. For the Pinball Show, this is Brian Costner. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for the most part, we are going to be talking about pretty much nothing besides Stern Pinball's The Mandalorian, which was announced last week. They showed it like th- 30 minutes after you uploaded the last I podcast. <laughs> the hell. Some bullshit. We know that Brian Eddy is lead design. Everybody was speculating that, so they were correct there. Randy Martinez on artwork, which everybody kind of got right. The coder is what everybody kind of slipped up on. People were thinking Lonnie Ropp. You heard it here. Lonnie Rapp. <laughs> Back up the code. That's what we heard. Uh, and then it was my boy, Dwight Sullivan, on code, which made me so, so, so happy. Love Dwight. Zach, how many, how many boys do you have? If Dwight is your boy, do you have any other boys out there in the pinball world? Hashtag Team Zach. Um, Dwight Sullivan, uh, I would say, is on yeah. there. Um, Franchi was, but nah, he's not on there anymore. And Zombie Eddie creates greatness. Jerry Thompson, I'd probably put Jerry's Jerry. a boy. Yeah. What well, I mean, my boy being, I'm a big fan of. Ah, so this has nothing to do with them liking you. Oh yeah, these guys don't give two shits. No, these are just <laughs> people that I admire. Brian Eddie's on there. 
Yeah. I like I like these uh these creators. Eric Menier's on there. Keith Johnson's on there. I could keep going. Yeah. Lyman Lyman Chase isn't your boy? I'm mixed on Lyman. Yeah. I, I don't know. Some games I just don't get, don't like. Like Batman sixty six? Nah. Mm. Keep yeah. it. Elvira? Yeah, I love Elvira code. But uh I sold my game. Did okay. you sell your Elvira? You had Elvira for a while. I I <laughs> I did a temporary swap. I was I was getting a little bit bored of Avengers and like I can't sell this game. I just got it. So I said this is my opportunity to get an Elvira with a, a temporary swap. Have you ever done one of those before? I don't think you could. I think you're too too anal to, to I do am that yeah, longer. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I've had people try to ask, like Bill Webb's always been asking or other people. I'm like, no offense, I just I, I no, I don't I want my own game. I don't I don't I don't want to borrow anything. So basically I I just um I, the way it works is you just kind of swap games and then when the first person wants it back there's no arguing you just have to give it back if it's after a day or after six months um but i thought i'd get some good good time with alvira and after after like a week and a half the guy was like i don't want avengers anymore i'll have my alvira back please and i'm like no sorry i can't hear you hello sorry Uh, so i'm I'm really busy with work at the moment um (laughs) give me an extra week (laughs) um so i had very limited time with alvira but i i absolutely loved it but um i'm not sure long term how how like how much staying power it would it would have but everything about that game is is magical to me Mm -hmm. and you you won't you won't hear many people besides jeff teolis um throw shade on alvira i think that if lyman got a theme that i cared more about that would help out a lot and he doesn't really do a lot of code, like uh, pers- or not very uh, often. So, Walking we- Dead, Walking Dead in two thousand and Walking Dead is the most. 13? It's the biggest masterpiece code in pinball, in my opinion. So it's hard to take anything. He did greatness there. So if he can match that with a theme, I love sure. But like Batman sixty six theme wise, doesn't do anything for me. Nor do I feel it really engaging. Uh, and then we get to Elvira, which I love. I like you're, the, you're the only person, I know, I including am. I me, that doesn't give a shit about Batman 66 and the coach. No, I'm just like, I can never get into this game. I don't want to listen to jazz music. Yeah, I'll turn not on a song in episode, like, I don't. So, yeah. So until he comes out with something that really just pulls me in, like Walking Dead. And Elvira does that, but the theme is Elvira, you know. It's not Mandalorian, like Mandalorian I watch. Teenage Mutant Ninja mm. Turtles is nostalgic. I love it. Of uh, Stranger Things, it's my jam. Elvira, Batman sixty six. I feel like maybe Lyman is coding games that are just a little bit older than my generation. Maybe uh, we'll call Marty Robbins see if he likes it. He's older than me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that was me just interrupting you saying my boy Dwight Sullivan. So continue. Yeah, no, what the hell? The <laughs> uh, now uh, on the the podcast this last week the stern insider pinball podcast ryan i know you're a big fan of that they oh my god i love listening to that i know you do you've subscribed twice i think over there uh your insider times two gold level nate shivers he's my boy you like nate to be honest i haven't i'm like dennis creasel i refuse to listen to that i sign up and log in to to listen to a podcast i've got my oh i got you podcatcher so i you'll have to tell me what i will fill you in on the SIP podcast, Nate Shivers, the host over there, had on uh, part one and part two. Part one was with the designer, the coder, eh, was designer and coder, I believe. Part two, I've heard so many podcasts. My apologies. Uh, the sound, Jerry Thompson, artist, 
um, mechanical engineer maybe. I, I forget. He had everybody on. Uh, they talked about this game very thoroughly. I'm going to give you a couple highlights, and then my little marble rye, and I will talk about uh, talk about this game. I found it interesting, Ryan, that it looked as if they were going to do a whole different title, that is, Brian Eddy and crew, before George Gomez came up and told them that they were actually securing the Mandalorian. So they kind of did a quick switch. What does that mean, though? Does that mean that part of the layout was going to be something else? Or does that mean that they were going to design a different title and then they just put it on hold for Mandalorian? Yeah, it's a good question. I think it felt like they were just in the concept stage. They were just spitballing ideas for a new title when this opportunity did come up. So, Golden Girls. Thank you for being great. Maybe they were doing the Golden Girls. The more that that gets pushed around, it might work. No, that, so they were going to do that. There are a lot of cool features on this game. Everybody's seen the the little sizzle reel. We don't get the stream until later this week, but we got pictures, we got sizzle reels, and that's pretty much all we need for visual representation of like layout and different things. We still have to see what the code's like. But one of the big things in the game is an upper playfield, and you love upper playfields, but one that tilts front to back. Mm. And this thing can go up 65 degrees, they said, vertically, which offers, I think that offers a really fun element to otherwise... Maybe a boring upper play field. I don't know. There's just six stand-up targets up there. But if it is moving vertically at different, so that pitch is going to be different. That's going to offer a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of fun there. I think. What do you think on the play field? It's. I mean, we don't have a a dead flip video like a, mm-hmm. a stream. We have a choreographed uh, sizzle reel, as you said. So they can make shout out to look, Roper. They can make. <laughs> He's my mate. We chat all the time. Roper's um, great. He, yeah, they can they can make it look however they want to make it look. Just like you know the Black Knight upper play field and and any any feature. So we we don't know. Uh, I've heard Dwight talking about it. Sounds pretty fun. Sounds yeah. pretty intense. He talks about intensity. Um, but un- until we see it, it's just a guess. And on this podcast, they even talked about why did they go to full size flippers rather than little flippers because there's not much of a gap. Utilizing those full size flippers on that upper play field, uh, they said they experimented with it, but ultimately went with the two full flippers. I I don't know there. It maybe it isn't simple, but I think I could probably keep that ball up there for a while. Yeah, it's weird. It's I worry weird. about like that. What it's a tiny like it, the gap in the flippers looks like the size of the ball basically. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it's a little, a little bit bigger. Um, How big but, is your gap, by the way? Pretty big gap, little gap. <laughs> It's very tight. It's very okay. tight down there. Tight but findable um, for them balls? Okay. Go <laughs> it's a Houdini gap, okay? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know. As, as I said, it's it's, car, it's it's one of those wait and see things. Um, I mean, if you drain, will you need to, like, can you just go straight back up there within 10 seconds? Is, is it like Wizard of Oz when you're mm, trying to shoot around the house and then it's like, ah, oh, I, I messed up, but I don't have to do the entire thing again? Because that would be quite frustrating if you get up there, hit a shot, go straight down the middle and then you have to start the process again. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I think that those, uh, the code wise, it's responsible for encounter. Maybe I'm not uh, well versed enough in all these rules, but I think if you're, if maybe an encounter mode is going, then yeah, it's probably still open for business, but otherwise you have to qualify it and all of that jazz. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping they don't rely too much on that unless you have to do it during a mode. So we'll see. We'll see there. Uh, the other thing that's hard to miss is that big, beautiful 
Green Goblin in the back that they call the child. <laughs> that's what that's, um, that's what they call him, right? The Green Goblin. The Green Goblin. Yeah, the the child back there, or Baby Yoda, as some refer to. Some of you weirdos Grogu. call him Grogu. Um, what do you think about that? That's a, that is. I think it looks fantastic in that game. It is. Don't you shit just, on Grogu. I'm not going to shit on Grogu because it's the only reason why. Not the only reason. Star Wars is huge and and all that jazz. But Baby Yoda or Grogu, whatever you want to call him, is just it transcends like like everyone. I, no one. Everybody puddles from Baby Yoda. Yes. Yeah. Like the the girl that I'm dating at the moment, Whoa. Like she's pre- she's <laughs> she's pretty serious about stuff. Like she's almost like the female Dennis Creasel. Um, just, wow, you know, that really turns like, me like, on. That just maybe with like a slightly higher sex drive. I, think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I bet Creasel is working out those mattresses or whatnot. Um. But she, when she sees like Baby Yoda, we we watched the series together, like season two. She, like when Baby, like whenever Baby Yoda was on the screen, she would just melt. But at any other time, she's like very serious and Dennis Creasel like. Um, oh, okay. And then, all, and then all of a sudden, Baby Yoda will be. And she's like, oh my god, I, I want one, I want one. So does she get in the um, mood by you feeding her prunes and licorice? I I put my <laughs> now that she spits it. <laughs> <laughs> I say oh, you're not you're not meant to eat them, and it spits it out like the frog episode. Oh my god! I just want to put a wig on Dennis Creasel now. It reminds me of the part of ET when they put a wig on him. <laughs> like, oh shit! Oh man! I lost it. Oh shit! We love you, Dennis. God, I love you. He is going yeah, to kill so me. He's gonna kill me. Baby Yoda's in there. Got a magnet at, at his at his feet. Throwing the ball around a bit. Mm-hmm. I think people people expected. I mean, of course, people expect everything in in pinball. I want him to lift up the ball. I want him to eat the ball. I want him to, <laughs> I want him to the shit ball. out the ball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but interesting, interesting place. I mean, any magnet is is better than no magnet. But have we ever seen a magnet like throwing a ball into lanes <laughs> in to spell lanes. something? <laughs> Like, whoa, what's the ball going to do? It's crazy. Oh, it went in C. Whoa. <laughs> what's the ball going to do now? Oh, it went in the D. <laughs> Magnus, you can program to do all kinds of things. So hopefully we get to, you know, to lock up a little bit. Maybe it stays up there. Maybe it twirls. I don't know. I, I like the idea of having a magnet for the force uh, that the, the child can exhibit. But uh, sure, I'm like everybody else. I would love for it to be somewhere else in the play field or for the magnet to be, you know, do something else. But, uh, that's just not the case. I think at, at minimum, what I would have loved to have seen, cause the mold itself is custom. It's a beautiful mold. Uh, it is, it, it dominates the entire back third of that, uh, of the play field. And it just looks remarkable and everybody, it's going to make so much money. Just that plastic molding is going to make you Ryan a wealthy man just off of routing that game. That is, such a dumb thing, but it's completely true. Yeah. <laughs> like if that, if this game didn't have Baby Yoda sitting in there, it would make so much less money. Like, it would it, make it, at least like, a fourth less, at least. I know. Isn't that crazy? That like you put a figurine in a pinball machine and it will make like yes. across the world, right? Let's just think about everyone collectively making money off this thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to make like hundreds of thousands of dollars more because of that figurine in there. Not doing anything, just the figurine is in there. That's People are going to walk yeah, by that, and be like, I know that. 
I, I would go one step color. higher and say that is a million dollar mold. Easy. Yeah. That mold yeah, is going to crazy. make people money. Um, now, I would have loved to have, I, I'm not, I'm a realist, people. I knew it wasn't going to John Papa Duke its way up into the right hand of Grogu. I know that. What? What <laughs> John Papa Duke game does that? I'm just thinking about like Magic Girl not working. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I would have loved to have had little guy's eyes close when that magnet's activated. I don't think that's asking too much. Maybe his, maybe his little three fingers turn a little bit because his hand's already positioned uh, in, the, in the force position. Maybe just hand turn a little bit, eyes close, and that's where you get that force movement. I would have loved Look, that. I, I listened to Brian Eddy on, on Saps, and he mm-hmm. said he's not interested in making things that aren't reliable, like, like yes, half the max on Stranger Things. So he's learned his lesson static from now on just it's a it's not going to break i mean you might get <laughs> telekinesis it might, multiple it might like snap off his hand or something it might still might break um but mechanically it's not going to break because there's there's no mechanics in there that's okay uh the mod makers have assembled and they are working on it as we speak oh uh, really is there a is there a thread on pinside people are gonna make it just jet around and move and there's, pro- there's probably like a $40 toy that you can buy that just runs off like a... Ryan, that's like- cute. That's cute. No, this is this is in the underbelly right now of Pinball. Oh. It's in the dark, seedy areas that we are collaborating together. I've already got a guy working on one right now. Jeez, you you are going all in. You're like, if I can't make well, a pinball ha, machine, ha, ha, I'll, I'll make all the mechs in there. <laughs> no, I'm going to yeah, I'm gonna make a game that I want, and that's what I want. I've got him right here. You want to hear him? Let's see if he can... He goes with the force. Here he goes. Oh, your balls twirling around. Sounds like you reached the What am I listening? I'm so confused. That was the child, seven inch figure, approximately the same size as the one in the stern pinball machine that moves his head around, closes his eyes, lifts his little arm up to give the power. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's going to happen. Another mech in the game of the Mandalorian is the Razor Crest Pendulum target do you go pendulum or you go pendulum i feel like there's pendulum. a j in there pendulum <laughs> pendulum pen pendulum uh the razor crest now the razor crest doesn't move that i know of but there's a swinging acdc bell thing that allows the ball to go through that and access a back ramp as well hmm. yeah so I, guess, I guess i would just kind of like suck the momentum a little bit out of the ball maybe and I know it's a it's a shot in the back, so one would think it doesn't need less momentum. But all of the video that we've seen, it looks like it not only works well, but it looks very satisfying. It looks fun. You know what makes those shots satisfying is when you have a shaker motor and it gives mm. a little bit of a uh, just a little buzz. Yes, and, you're so right. And then yeah, and because those shots, they don't kind of kinetically feel like they they do anything because you know you're. There's no big vibration or, or whatever, mm-hmm. but that's what a shaker motor can do. And sometimes games do little tiny things like that and they're programmed so well. And then you jump on a game that doesn't have a shaker motor and you're like, what's missing here? Why does this not you feel, feel good anymore? Yeah, it doesn't feel because uh, thank you for bringing that up. I, I've always said that it feels the same way for me, especially like a captive ball is the most boring damn thing. But when you hook a shaker up to a captive, it gives you that feedback and it's like, oh shit, I care about a captive ball now. Yeah. And sounds sounds can do it as well. Um, oh, here he goes! I knew we were going there at some point. If you if you, be, I, I mean, I don't sound whore. I, I I feel like I don't mod up my games enough because I'm I'm too lazy. But 
some of my games like Tron and Metallica just have like a big fat subwoofer on them and there's just mm. certain sounds when you hit things like when the hammer comes and smacks down the ball in um, Metallica into the coffin yeah. just like the the vibration and the boom you like you really feel like there's a god in your pinball machine <laughs> smacking right. down the ball super spinner amazing. on Jurassic Park do, 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 do. oh man yeah I think Josh Sharp, a friend of yours, friend of mine, he's a big modder. If you guys haven't seen Josh Sharp's collections, <laughs> damn, that guy goes all out on his games. We'll talk about you that. You wouldn't think so. He's pretty soon. busy. But he, yeah, right? I think but, every yeah. every night um, when he's not working, his, his job at Raw Thrills and <laughs> uh, running IFPA uh, in his own time, he sits there and he, and he mods up his games. Like, he, this guy is the top of king. You think you're the I, top of king? Well... Let's not go that far, but yeah, I've I've once heard a story of him uh, with bloodshot eyes turn around and yell at his wife. I'm putting in these plastic protectors. Back off! <laughs> Put the kids to bed yourself. Yeah, it's like holy shit, this guy's real. He is for real yeah. when it comes to these neon plastic protectors. Good on you, Josh. So we got the Razor Crest. Looks like a fun shot. I think if they do coat it with that shaker, it's gonna be it's gonna be greatness. What do you think about the ramps? Left ramp gets me tickly. It gets me um, gets me a little excited because it's it's a long ramp. Feels like feels like left ramp on Walking Dead Pro, mm. not the premium junk. No, not that the smooth one on the Pro because it's got a distance. Even Munster's left ramp distance travel it does look pretty. It does look pretty vertical though, like the like the Pro, yeah. like the premium. Sorry. That is true. Um, Goes up yeah, quick and high. The ramps, the ramps look good. I like a, a flowy ramp. Um, a bit different on the Pro, isn't it? Uh, no, the it's just you get plastic cross ramps on the Pro, whereas you get wire form cross ramps on the Premium LE. It's kind of confusing, isn't it? Why they do that for? I don't know. Some uh, plastic's cheaper, I guess. I don't. Is it know. I like. Uh, I always thought. Is it though? I thought the same thing. So I. I don't know. I really don't. I I, per, I like both. I don't I don't really care. I, I've heard as well that modders are out there making the the molds for it, so people can convert their pros into the wire form premium. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way. If you name this episode, this is the way. I'm like, oh you know, like man, I'm on this podcast. Can again. I do that? Just cliche <laughs> I'm, as you're, shit. You're sick. You're sick of the Mandalorian like theme song. I'm sick of people saying this is the way on like every Facebook post, every Pinside post. People like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs up, like, like, like. I'm I like, try no. to get cute with my this is the way. This is the way? Question mark. <laughs> you got to <laughs> switch it up a little bit. So this is the way. Uh, all caps this. This. Let's keep talking about the layout and stuff. The right ramp feels Ghostbusters premium LE-ish. Agree? Disagree? Sure. I agree. It's got a little, little whip around, ramp around. Remember, nobody could make it on Ghostbusters and everybody bitched about it. I wonder if that's going to be the the way here or not. What are you, what are you talking about? You could the right backhand ramp. the ramp. On the right Ghostbusters, ramp. you can backhand it. on The, the LA. right ramp? Oh the, oh, the right ramp. Yeah, the right ramp. Sorry, I think maybe the left ramp. That little circle, um, like the Black Rose circle rampy thing. How many shots are there from left to right? Have we? Has anyone oh counted my God. the, the I think shots? Is this like a... I think there's seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're right. So I think seven's the right amount. I think eight is when it gets too much. And like nine is no fear. You get a hybrid eight, though, because on the premium LE, that scoop drops down to make that L1180 ramp. So you get mm. eight. 
do you think it's a bit of the the old guard, you know, taking some ideas from the the new guard? Is that how you say? <laughs> uh, no, it feels very champion published. So I think you're covered there. Okay. Not not always the most satisfying feel of a 180 ramp, an Elwin 180. I prefer a Borg 180, but I think it'd be fun. Why couldn't they make the left bank of targets drop targets for the premium LE instead of stand-ups? I don't know. Cost, buddies with everybody so. at Stern, can you ask them that? <laughs> you know what I do like, um, which I think is a bit... I don't think people really talk about it. I like that the inserts, regardless of how many inserts there are, I like mode inserts to be like the mode shot to be a certain size they have to at least be the, the size that are on this pinball machine in like some keith allen games and Jurassic park there'll be like some little some big oh like, you like feel, uniformity I, yeah i, I don't want to shoot for a shot that that is lit too small like i, I it's like a psychological <laughs> thing where i'm just like ah it's probably not worth it's anything not worth it's, it's smaller than the other one but these are all the same the same size they Does that feel make sense? Very, yeah, so you, yeah, you like a Bally Williams standard circle and standard arrows. Demo I don't care man. about the circle. Just don't, don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> as long as everything's uniform on some Keith Elwin games, because of the positioning and the artwork and and whatnot, some inserts are smaller than others. But in a mode, it'll mean that the same thing. Like shoot, shoot gotcha. this shot, then shoot this shot. But then it's like a big, a big arrow, and then a small arrow. And my brain is unable to m- comprehend it. It's just like, uh, don't shoot that small shot, Ryan. It's worth like less points because it's it's small. You want to know how big of a anyway. nerd I am? I have a favorite pinball machine insert game. Like the, the, I don't, it, that was a fucking Bruce. Is it Star? Is it Star Trek with the insignia? It is not Star Trek. It's actually Williams Indiana Jones. That game has the best inserts in pinball, in my opinion. All of them as a collective. You're not talking about like yeah. I'm one saying what game insert. has the best looking inserts of all time? For me, it'd be Indiana Jones. <laughs> this sounds like a, a pin side thread in the poll. That's why I said I'm, I'm a huge pinball nerd. People, that's why they're listening to the show. <laughs> but like the mode inserts, all the same size, but they all tell a different story. And then when you look up to the top in lanes, you get Indy in that wonderful nostalgic font but the eye is bigger oh man love that it that is a great <laughs> great looking insert. oh the eye is bigger i'm chubbing up right now big o for the big eye whoa forever unclean yeah that's <laughs> forever unclean. <laughs> you want to talk about code or do you want to talk about art which one let's go art first okay yeah. what the eyeballs see the eyeball scene, Randy Martinez, deliver three different art packages, all very, very different, for the Pro, Premium, and LE. He is a Lucasfilms approved artist, so that he's got that going for him. He did the Star Wars comic Pro and Premium uh, when that came out and then left for some weird reason. I don't know why they're not selling that again. How do you think he did on this uh, series of games? Uh, I mean, if I'm comparing it to other Star Wars pinball machines, then he's hashtag knocked it out of the park. Nice. Um, (laughs) I mean, I think Stern pinball machines, when you see the reveal, they always look way, way better in person than they do in pictures. Okay. Um, So if the game looks amazing, like in real life, you're you're blown away. If the game looks pretty good, it looks pretty like awesome in real life. And I mm-hmm. think this looks pretty good. So I think it's going to look awesome in real life. Like I I definitely have um, a favorite overall package um, mm. with the armor and whatnot being the the LE. Um, oh, so but, you have the, your favorite trim level is the LE. 
from an art just, standpoint. Yeah, I just think the the armor and the him on the turret on the side looks amazing. Mm. The um, but the I mean the premium with the all the stuff going on and the explosion and walking away. The, yeah, the premium's the hero shot. Yeah, you got that big blast in the background. Got your comrades next to you. That's a badass shot right there. Yeah. and you get him doing the little uh, whistling nips or whatever they're called, whistling birds <laughs> on the side. <laughs> so I don't know what they're called, but you know, on the side of the cabinet, he's shooting out his little birds. And then the pro, pro's the like pro, the Western. Yeah, it does look good. I feel like that lady who's on there with like the, the white weird hat thingy, she was only in, she was only in like one episode. A white weird hat thingy. <laughs> what is that? You're such it's a like Star a... Wars nerd, aren't you? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I'm definitely not a Star Wars nerd. She was in, she was in one episode. I'm guessing she was meant to be that other person who got cancelled because they said something political on Twitter. Um, God, you're really like, going right, to go there on this show? I'm not going to um, go there. I'm not going to say see. what she said and and whatnot. But um, what'd she say there, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know, something about Nazis. <laughs> in that in that picture though, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show you the picture that I'm talking about here. Um I'm just gonna send it to you. Does baby Yoda look not cute? Is this like the, the if you zoom into that picture, just zoom into baby Yoda's face. Is this the pro translate? He just doesn't look that cute in that photo. He looks cute like everywhere else. I don't know. Is he like too many lines on his face? He's like but... Shokatano. That's right. Rosario <laughs> Dawson. So, where are you talking about, Baby Yoda? Here, he looks a little grumpy on the Pro Translate. It looks like he's been tanning a bit too much in that hot sun. His little nose is sunburnt. I would put SPF on it, little buddy. But these tubes on her head, dude. That's her. That's part of her. I think it's part of her. Like she's a creature it's a hat. or something. It's I don't a hat. think so. Is it? She's just trying to, she's just warming up her ears, bro. I think it's like, kind of like boobs and she's covering them up. I think that's her tentacles and she's got little she's horns. Got boobs on her head? Not boobs, but like, I don't think that she's just trying to make a statement with this, with this hat. I it's think got she's. Di- it's got, di- she has like a diamonds on the other bit. If she doesn't have diamonds on her boobs. <laughs> yeah. No, what I'm saying is it's, they cover them up like uh, chicks wear uh, oh Lululemon God. stuff, but that doesn't mean their legs are zebra. I'm going to look uh, up is. Uh, You're going to look up a naked. A sh- a shaka Tano. Is it wearing a Fucking like Shaka Kano. Oh it ain't Shaka Kano. A Shaka. Shaka Kano. The Jedi Master Shaka. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano. So <laughs> You're looking so up naked Ahsoka Tano pics. <laughs> no, I'm That's not looking up naked anything. There's so many people that are into Star Wars that are just like rolling around dying. I'm going to I'm gonna type names. it in. Ahsoka the Jedi Tano Master, naked. Shark T, and Pud One Ahsoka Tano were known for wearing their headdress with their Jedi apparel. It's a headdress. It's not boobs. You're a fucking idiot. I think it's still part of their body. It's still part of her body. Why does a sh- okay, okay. well? <laughs> it's, it's like a glove. It's like a glove, basically. And ladies and gentlemen, I am going to give you some really holy shit. Some really great advice. Do not Google Ahsoka Ahsoka Tano naked. Don't do it. <laughs> do not do it. Ryan, do oh, wait it. Wait a second. But I everybody else, it's not a hat. It. It's part of a physiology. 
Yes. Huh. Why in the hell what? would she wear that ugly ass hat that gets in the way if it wasn't her? Well, that like, was really bad. Um, do you find sometimes when you watch things in 4K, like everything looks a bit too real and you can realize that like. Oh, yeah. It looked. Yeah. Her, Dude, you've got to see this. <laughs> what, am I, what am I searching for? Google Ahsoka Tano naked. <laughs> what? Oh, so you wanted to see her naked to see if she's. Yeah, to see if she took it off. Um, do I have say But she uh, always wears that. Oh my gosh. Rules. <laughs> Look at the image. Just go to images. Do not. Well, ah, oh, Jabba the Hutt's making it a special appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You guys, you nerds out there are way too much. If this gets your jollies going. Wow. Well, it's, you know about rule, rule 34. I don't know. I'm I'm in Indiana, dude. I I know about little to nothing. Type in a Shagatano Rule Thirty Four instead. No, I don't. Oh my god! Just gosh, do it. Why am I doing this? It's pretty much the same pictures. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> pretty much the same so, stuff. Rule. Let me read this out for everyone out there. And Dennis Creason will know this because he's a he's a bit of a nerd. I can't believe you didn't know Leroy Jenkins, by the way. You didn't um, either. No, I can't believe you didn't know. Everyone knows oh, Leroy shit. Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. Yeah, um, rule rule thirty four is if it exists, there is point of it. Oh, okay. If there isn't, there will be. Gotcha. So, like a- anything that's popular, there's a porn version of it. All right, getting out of Star Wars porn. So we got Ahsoka Toa. Wait, wait. Do you think there's Baby Yoda rule thirty four? Dude, no. Don't ruin this <laughs> look- for me. I'm looking it up. No, there isn't. There isn't. There isn't. Oh, God. There isn't. You sick fuck. Yes, there is. There is? Ah. Uh, so that you have pro premium LE. You prefer the LE. You're making fun of the pro translate with a Yoda. And typically when I look at, and you guys might have heard this in the first impressions video, but typically when you, uh, when a Stern game comes out, Ryan, I can pretty much quickly go to my favorite trim package for art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For this one, it was much more difficult because I do think that all three art packages stand on their own. I, I think they're all very, very well done. They all kind of highlight a different side of the Mandalorian license, but the fucking LA is where it's at. Jeez. Oh my gosh. That back glass on the LE, it's, it's curtains. When I first looked at it, I didn't know. I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't know what all these shapes are, but once you, once you sit on that a little bit and look at it, mm, all that mirroring, the symmetry on that Ellie back glass. It just looks good as a package because it's it's like the armor plus his his helmet's like extra shiny. Mm-hmm. It just looks good. It looks good. And do you see the contours on, on the background? That's his mask. Like that's the contours of his mask. Ah, the the shape. Yeah, all of that Ooh, contour, those flares. Okay. That's his. That's the contours of his mask. That's why I love that thing. And the, yeah, like you said, him on that turret forget about it. And then the razor crest on the other side, here's what artists sometimes do. And I think is a huge fail. If you look at the artwork on the original star Wars premium by Stern pinball, you get two different art pieces on each side, which I love. I love when they have two different art pieces, but when they are so dichotomous and they differ so much, one being on land in the snow, all white, one being up in outer space, black, it clashes. It looks like crap. I had to get rid of a star Wars premium just for that very reason. It was one of my favorite games. I could not stand That's one side. That's just your OCD. No, it just looked like, I'm like, oh, this is horrible. 
and then the comic uh, premium came out. What I'm getting at is Rainy Martinez pulls this all together perfectly. You still get the same type of tone on both sides. So it's really, it, it sits really nice together. So I love the Ellie package. All of them are nice. I think all the playfield art's about the same, but the what Ellie package. What do you think package, about the Oplades? I think the, the one for the LE are phenomenal. I'm not as hot for the aftermarket ones for the pro and premium, but job well done then. The LE should always have the nicest art blades. Are you, are you down for an LE, Zach? Have you contacted your <laughs> distributor and got your name down? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Nicole's got me one. Sweet. She's got me one. What about you, Ryan? <laughs> <laughs> You're still waiting for your monopolized I'm distributor still, over there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm. I got to the the last. I mean, I did call a lot of times, as I've I've mentioned. So the last call was a stern, Ryan. You're on the list. We will get to you, and and like, okay, bye. You didn't say <laughs> so how far it. down the list am I? Am I? No. What's the distri- What's the Australian distributor's name? AMD. AMD. Shout out to AMD over there in Australia. Get Ryan C <laughs> and Ellie. Get me an LA. Come on, please. give him an LA. He'll wear an AMD shirt at the next show. Shit. I'll say good things about it on the podcast. I'll, I'll help your company out. I know you're struggling to sell No, don't things. help his company. I need to get over there in Australia. That's my goal. Stern laughed at me. They thought I was joking, man. I was like, I am not joking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get in Canada, too. This game was being developed, Ryan, while season two was actually airing, which made it really difficult at times. But Disney would kind of give them a heads up on uh, what to consider for the art or the code. You might leave a character out here on the back last because we're going to have some new developing characters. Um, but they were talking about after each episode, then they could contact Disney and they'll them get the uh, the deep dive on it. That was a bit more difficult, and Stern typically doesn't do that. That was like Bally Williams days where Johnny Mnemonic, they were like, stop the presses, let's not make this game, it's shit. But... Yeah, so they took a, took a risk it on sound, this one. It doesn't sound like the same Star Wars that, you know, Steve Ritchie kind of hints that, you know, it's very difficult to work with them. Um, That's true. I mean, and we and we haven't seen kind of the final product yet, so we don't know kind of like all the all the assets and how it all comes together, but sounds got like full assets. It sounds That's like they've done a, a, way, a way better job and that you know with this one than previous dealings with Disney. Yeah, only time is going to tell. We got full assets. Your audio package includes the original score by Gustav or whatever his name is, and uh, Carl Weathers callouts. Who doesn't love Carl Weathers? What's your favorite Carl Weathers movie? My favorite Carl Weathers movie. You can have Rocky if you want. I don't mind. You can even get to the chopper with Predator. <laughs> it's um for me, it's undeniably professional golfer. Chubbs. <laughs> yeah. Is that him? Just tap it in. Just tap it in, oh right? God, I didn't. I Give never clicked that was it. A little tap, tap, taparoo. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Damn alligator done bit my hand off. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Carl oh my God, he's been in so many movies. He's the best. He was in Arrested Development. Yeah, that was I'm, what I was going to say. It's, it's not a movie, but Carl Weathers in Arrested Development playing himself as like a total tight ass who's right. like trying to trying to, to buy get, a stew to stew get some you guys can get a stew going <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me it's chubbs man it is it is honestly it's got to be chubbs the Go call, to your the happy call place the call <laughs> and then the happy place becomes like the guy like doing his mom or something in, right. yeah. shooter mcgavin <laughs> shooter 
I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> I call Delt Shooter. Delt is Shooter McGavin. Carl Weathers has the potential. We don't know yet, but the last Star Wars game had pretty lackluster callouts, especially when you're in like TIE Fighter Multiball and the guy's going jackpot. It just doesn't, <laughs> it's not the right audio yeah. pitch, but Carl, Carl Weathers, fingers crossed. I'm, I'm hoping that it's amazing. You don't think he'll his. be like Hopper? Okay. <laughs> nah, Carl Weathers, he, he's not washed up. But he's at the point of his career where he's like, "All right, I gotta, I gotta work for this. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm you, not. You can afford not him. Dylan anymore. Yeah. yeah, you can afford yeah. him, and he's gonna, he's gonna give you good value for money. Just like, um, who's the guy off Ghostbusters? Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson, yeah, yeah. Those were great callouts in Ghostbusters. Ernie Hudson had some awesome callouts. That is true. Yeah, you're a sound guy. You're big into sound. I'm not much of a sound guy, so I don't have high expectations. It's whatever, as long as you get to give me the original score, and if I can. I, we don't know. We get full video assets, but I don't know if we're going to get the sound from those assets, but that can be fixed. We just ring up your buddy, Delt31. I'm sure he will be like, absolutely, Zach. Really, really showed well on that podcast. So let me get <laughs> on that custom sound package for you. We're, we have high hopes for this pinball machine. It's a bit of a pity we have to wait this long to, to see know, the pinball machine, but... I mean, like, I'm sure, I mean, you're the best person to ask. People are still ordering this regardless, right? Like, <laughs> this, this thing, Stern is just killing it. Yeah, this, this is probably, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. Might be the biggest release that we've experienced as a dealer. I'm talking like bigger than GNR numbers here. How does it work, Zach? Because there's an unlimited amount of uh, premiums and pros initially, I'm guessing. But what do you mean initially? Well, I mean, after a while, they stop making them and you have to kind of ask okay. for them. Yeah, so their yeah. license but lasts like, for a couple of years, typically, yeah. Yeah, so right now, like if you had, to hypothetically, a thousand people clue up and say, I want a pro, can you tell Stern, I here's an order for a thousand pros? Or do, do they also limit them as well? Like we don't have the capacity to, you know, we can make you this many pros yeah. or this many premiums. If I had a thousand people that wanted it, my happy ass would drive up to Chicago with a big ass smile on my face probably just wearing a speedo and i would go into gary stern's office and say hey gare bear i need a thousand pinball machines and he would smack my ass and we'd go uh, have a steak dinner <laughs> so, so t- t- totally unlimited could, like you can uh, just... I, I yeah i don't i don't think that they would shy away from me ordering a thousand pinball machines of one title they'd figure mm. it out because the Australian distributor, the monopoly that's going on, um, so they they obviously, you know, they're in the same situation as you, but they have to get them down in containers. Sure. And the, wor- the word on the street is that the, the first container of pros has sold out, like, on, on day one, which I don't think has, has ever happened. It's always just, like, they do the ring around for the pro. Like, we got a couple of pros left. Like, we want to fill the entire container. Oh, you're talking about... Well, that's a different story. Initial orders. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. the no, the, like I could have, look, I have ordered a lot of pinball machines, but no, they, they spread out these runs. That's what I wanted to kind of talk about here on the show. They spread out these runs where it doesn't matter if I ordered a thousand of them. I'm not going to get a thousand on the first run. I'm not going to get a thousand on a second run, third run, fourth run. They will spread those out across like an entire year. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It's hard. People have to be patient on these things because it it really doesn't 
it kind of matters what your allotment is based on what you kind of purchase. You'll get more of an allotment in that first run than maybe somebody that only orders 10 of the titled pinball machines. If let's say hypothetically round numbers, I order a hundred Mandalorians, another dealer orders 10. Um, they're not going to give me the equation because I've asked several times and would like that, but I might get more of an allotment in the first run than dealer with 10, but I'm not going to get a hundred. If I ordered a hundred pros, I'm not going to get them. Plus we know that they're going to do like a listener, like they did with Avengers and Led Zeppelin here in the States, at least where they want some proof that you're sending this first very small pro run to arcades and locations. You got to give them evidence of that. That's how many they'll kind of send. And then the big bulk of the pro run, uh, that'll probably fall beginning of June to mid June. If I had to guess. Well, just letting all the fine people at Stern know that my pro is for location and pretty much the best location in, in Melbourne. So please make sure you have one for AMD to sell to me. Thank you. What's your, uh, what's your location called? Uh, it's called Moondog World. Um, so Shout out to Moondog World. If you're on the <laughs> island of Australia, there's no better oasis and getaway than Moondog World. <laughs> moon dog world is that what it is it's a yeah it's a brewery they like are absolutely killing it they make they make beer they had a limited edition game of thrones beer called like the white walker beer and it was delicious that's awesome, absolutely actually. delicious mm. and we asked them we we're like they, they did this like massive promo where you can go take pictures on the, on the iron throne i'm like do you want us to like put a game of thrones pinball machine next to it and they're like yes and that like, okay, really we'll, we'll do it for free. Just like tag us in the social media thing. And like, yes, we will do that. And they very they cool. Listener, do you like booze? Do you like pinball? Do you like beautiful people? Moondog World. <laughs> I know. I know the reach of this podcast is now going to propel them to to new heights. I it, look. It's no Twippy winner. It's no top two. But you know, it's it's they, our they little, compa- their capacity of this place. The capacity of this place is 770 people. I think they're going to have to increase those numbers. Uh, absolutely. Because all their customers are going to be thinking is bye, bye, bye all day long. Dwight Sullivan talked about the code of the Mandalorian. <laughs> Sorry. Talked about Not code of the Mandalorian. Of trends, yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of breath in this code. And when I hear that, I hear tasks, baby. And I love my tasks. When you're not in the modes, you can still be in these little mini modes. Thank God. Do you like Dwight Sullivan code? I am pretty up and down with this code. There's some machines oh that I God. absolutely love. There are some machines that I, I don't click with. What don't you what didn't you click with with Dwight? Or what did you really click with? I really click with Getaway High Speed 2. I just I'm obsessed oh with that God. game. I you know what? I, I know it doesn't have staying power, but I will never ever get sick of hitting jackpots and super jackpots in that game. Like it just that. makes me that. so excited to for the siren to be going off and it goes din, 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 bam. Mm. It's just you talk about moments all the time. It's an amazing moment. That um, is one hell of a moment. Ghostbusters is fun. I don't think it's cohesive enough for me to like and enjoy because I get I get confused about um, the game celebrating me when it's not and not it's not celebrating me when it should. Um, You've been running that whole super jackpot gag since head to head. Yeah. (laughs) It hadn't changed, Zach. It's true. Yeah, it hasn't changed. It's the the same thing. (laughs) It's the best. TMNT, I definitely don't know the rules of it. I've probably played, you know, 50 games on it. But it's just one of those games that I I don't refuse to learn how to play. But it just doesn't. It might might be the layout 
too quick for me. I can't like line up my shots, but I don't know. I don't, it's just, that's a theme thing as well. Uh, what else has Dwight done? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones is good. It's a fun game. I like that one. That's, that's definitely a hit. It's got some moments in there on Game of Thrones. And then before Game of, of Thrones, it was um, like, that was his first game back at Stern. So you have to go all the way back to like, what, what about Pirates? Star Wars? I've had Star Wars in my house. I have a, I have a premium now. Lot you know of what's moments. cool about Lightsaber battle. <laughs> but it's it that's is I know you're not a, I know I know I know you're not a points guy, but you know escaping, up. are all those worth as much as just like battle one the emperor forty x. Who gives a shit about score? I I do I do it. I thought I we were talking about actual feel good and like moments and magic and fun. I didn't know we were talking why, about. Why can't we? Why can't we have them all, Zach? Why can't the moment match up with? with score and balance and everything that's when it's a good a good moment yeah but if i have a little conflict with the co-host by going all in then it makes it a little bit more entertaining for the listener <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> of course fine I, I like of course yeah I, I get that too but can you imagine if the getaway high speed like super jackpot it, it just goes off and just goes nuts and celebrates you and it's just like two hundred and fifty thousand points you'd be like ah what the fuck that's what worth is nothing. That? like don't I'll don't celebrate like playing ghostbusters again yeah <laughs> Triple super jackpot. jackpot. 1.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> I get um, the whole score balance issue. I get that all. But yeah. But I think by the way that Dwight sounded on the podcast that I listened to, it's it seems like it's a bit more reined in because we, we know Dwight. Dwight um, exists on another plane of existence which is i'm not saying that in a bad way like dwight is a very excitable guy i've met him in real life and he's he's like that like we a, a guy in australia flew him down and we had like a dwight sullivan event we ran an event for him um and we chatted to him and and he's an amazing dude but i think and and he gets he's very excited he gets ideas in his head and he wants to execute them and you'll see the stern video with you know with dead flip you'll see dwight just like just go nuts. He'd just <laughs> yeah. be like, blah, 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 blah. that's like he he gets excited it. and he loves getting excited about pinball and his passion is infectious. He integrates that theme so well, though that sometimes other coders miss. Yeah, sometimes other coders just have this flat emotional tone to their games that Dwight never misses. That's what I do love about him. You think it, what every game is what like an, an emotional journey for you? Well, kind of like how you talk about uh, being in one like an avatar. <laughs> your banshee of a pinball machine yeah it should yeah. it should elicit emotion i should be wanting to fight it i should get angry i should get happy and elated that's what pinball is to me the one thing i found a bit weird about um one of the interview interview questions with dwight is um i think it was christian great interview christian super awesome and, pinball uh, show yep christian line he's is he has to be the best interview interviewer out at the moment like the questions that he was asking just on point. Well done. He is really good. He is. He is really Where did he come good. from? All of a sudden, it's just like he's just like he was just like the funny guy in the background of like Mrs. Pin's podcast, <laughs> just like laughing at his wife's jokes, and then all of a sudden he's like doing the best interviews out there. I mean, not all well, of a sudden. It's been like five years. He's, but <laughs> he's very intelligent and he's very passionate about pinball, so that helps definitely. But Dwight was like, I think. Uh, Christian, Dr. Pin said something like, ah, oh, so it kind of happens randomly, like upside down in Stranger Things. And Dwight was like, I don't know what that is. Oh, really? I'm like, I'm like what? Like, don't, uh, isn't, isn't every Stern employee like forced to play all these games all the time? 15 minutes a day. That's why I'm saying I, f- I feel like Dwight 
um, lives in like his own little bubble, which oh, I think yeah. has has its its positives and negatives, right? Like its positives are that he creates like very unique rule sets that aren't really like, uh, you know, I'm going to borrow this from this mm-hmm. machine and this and this from the machine and copy and paste. Um, but it also, it's kind of like it, it could go either way. Yeah, People he's got like, his ah. own codography that he builds upon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know what happened to Munsters, but yeah, overall, other ones, I'm with you. Just ignore monsters. I mean, there was a great, there was a great was a art blip. on that on that pinball machine, yeah. and then it got deleted at the last minute. So that that machine's dead to me. It got deleted. Oh, I don't think we've made that public. Really? No. I'll make it public right now. Zachary oh Many and no, Greg I'm, Bone I'm, were <laughs> on the pinball machine, and they got deleted at the last minute. Oh, the I'm end. getting a call from Stern today. <laughs> And now Zach is on zero pinball machines and he's very bitter about it. I don't want it on any damn pinball machines. Can you someone know pinball- out there, Raymond, can you put a flipper code for Zach? No, wants a flipper no, code? Ryan, you know, I don't like that. Jesse I don't Jay's on there code. twice. Zach many is on there zero times. I don't want any flipper codes. I don't want any of that. I'm going to have a competition with pinball adventures and I'm going to make a better pinball machine than punny um, factory. factory. How can you yeah. forget Putty Factory? I don't know. I'll make my mark in pinball, not by a flipper code, not by artwork in the outlines that was superior than what they ended up going with. No, it will be. I'll. Here's my motto for life, people. Don't rely on anybody else. If you want the job done, do it yourself. I'll make my own damn pinball machine. If I want a flipper code, I'll put it in there. That's where I'm at. So 2000 and Have it, have it at least a high, a high school, like a default nope, high school. Don't want it. Don't, don't want, want it. it. Nope. Don't want it. Have it a twippy. Do you want that? <laughs> How inferior do you feel? <laughs> On a scale one through ten, three, three, three. Yeah. When you have when you have a nice big healthy ego like me, I still believe that I produce the funnest and uh, most entertaining podcast. So doesn't matter who I don't interview or or what rumors I stir up. I'm here to be with the Creasel and to be with with you guys. I'm just I'm just giving you shit. Am I the only international guest that you have, Zach? Like you, you only you got Dennis, and then don't accuse me of being an internationalist now. (laughs) (laughs) Accused of plenty things. No, I'm Uh, I'm I'm honoured that I think I'm the I'm the a continentist. Would I be a continentist? I think I've had somebody from Canada on here. Nah, that's that's you guys are in bed with Canada. Well, you guys are what what do you call it before fuck buddies? That's right. Did you actually say that? But yeah, maybe you were the only ones. I want to get Martin Robbins, but he's like a coder now and too important. So <laughs> he's pretty important. I tried to call him the other day, and he's just like, "Are you in the pinball industry, Ryan? Fuck off!" I thought his secretary would answer. Martin Robbins, <laughs> and Patrick, please hold. And, and who's calling? How do you spell your last name? He'll get. He'll get back to you. <laughs> Tom Copra hates Shaker Motors. Um, co-op is going to be in this game. Thank God. You've got some kind of trading system with Beskar, which I think may be interesting if they make it a little bit more dynamic than that on Game of Thrones. Impossible play. Did you hear about this? Yeah, sounds awesome. I think it sounds cool. Some people are already poo-pooing it. It's extra. Like, they don't need to put it in there. You don't need to go into it. You're not forced into it. So anything yeah, that, not... that adds, like, a fun little mode that you can play with your friends. Yeah, and it's not like it's giving away the wizard mode, how a lot of these people are doing. So I think it's great. It is. It is a pretty strange time that we, we we're dealing with now, right? Like you know, every every Stern game comes out with like a, a secondary mode, and you know, we're kind of taking it for granted at the moment. But these these are all 
pretty damn cool things that we can press a button and play a little wizard mode or play co-op and now co-op plus sure. a different mode type. That's pretty cool. And I know about some of the inner workings at Stern, but this next guess is something I know nothing about. So this is pure guessing. It feels like they're laying a nice foundation on these little modes before they announce internet connectivity. I'm just Ooh. throwing that out there. I'm just just saying people pick up on what people are loving about Stern pinball machines. And one of them is uh, those competitive little modes uh, that you can start at the beginning of a game. And I don't know, just remember i said that that's all wouldn't it be cool to just have like a you know the stern score bit stern bit i'm sure that's gonna call it trademark line don't copy that please stern bit (laughs) yo dude you want stern bit tonight yeah (laughs) um you know the stern online gaming experience and everyone has their little app and their login and everyone buys the new star wars it's like the hottest game at the moment Mm-hmm. And you have your high scores, but it's like, hey, let's have a challenge in our group tonight. Right? Let's create a little league. You then you add everyone. You're like, I'm gonna add Eric and Axel and Dave, and we have like five mm-hmm. people in our little league. And let's just go nuts and let's see who can get the highest score in this impossible mode. Or you know, there's ten different things, but to be on the network, mm-hmm. you know, you got to download the DLC. So you're paying a hundred bucks for extra for the mode, and you're paying your your ten dollars a month to be on the network whatever sure. this is all just a guess as well but people would eat that shit up yes. including me and if they had tasks like if they had tasks like you get little check marks like yeah we're gonna start this ter- tournament here's the 10 little check marks that we got to get or 10 tasks let's see after we take turns playing who can get the most you know the uh, yeah i could see all of that yeah i mean trophies didn't, didn't they're gonna someone, do something with those yeah. trophies yeah, Avengers, someone so. someone dropped a hint for Avengers a while ago, I yeah. think. I think it was Raymond or, or someone like, yeah, that'll... Or Elwin or something, yeah. Yeah, trophies, like, just like, um, it was a PlayStation that has trophies. Yeah, let's get 100%. Let's platinum this game. Mando Chat was also on Super Awesome Pinball Show, as you've been alluding to, Ryan, um, where Brian Eddy told us that Luke Skywalker is incorporated into a wizard mode. Mm. That's That's really cool. And he, yeah, you said the child isn't animated because it needs to be bulletproof. I feel like that's kind of an excuse that we're hearing. Yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, these things you got to run in a location. They've got to be able to run marathon. It's like, eh, come on, guy. Like, give me something that will break after every hundred. I don't care. I want cool shit. Give me. <laughs> Do yes. not say that. Take that back. No, give me $1,000 toppers that are cool. Give me shit that breaks that I have to rebuy. Just give me cool shit. Don't don't cut me short just because you want my game to last 10,000 plays. No, I, I only live once. I'm the guy that takes the plastic thing off of the front of your electronics. I, I want to experience the fun stuff. Dude, you, you fucking complain about broken pimmel machines all the time, and then you pull out the line, give me something that'll break after 100 plays. <laughs> if I can swap it easy. So you want a mechanical... Like the reason that Grogu doesn't move is because we want it to last on location? Uh, what? Yeah, Who gives pro- a shit? Pro- probably I, I, not. I'll, no. No. I'll pay $100 more for that machine, $500 more for that machine for a Grogu to move. You think they, they should have done a super alley with the Grogu that eats the balls? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. People would spend $50,000 on that game. Fifty grand. $50,000 on a fully featured game that is unlike anything else in pinball. Is that what your, um, 
Is that what your Pinball Adventures like competition pin's going to be? It's going to be... Don't, don't worry about it, right? Okay. <laughs> no, my competition series pins are more basic. Because no, not, not competition know, series pins. As in like you I've got 10 of those compete. in the work, yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're a busy guy. Yeah. You're a busy guy. Well, you know, if you can't rely on anybody else, you got to do it yourself. I've, I've heard that before. I do love that Dwight threw kind of a hissy fit. I love it when they were talking about like four wizard modes on SAP, and he was like, I'm here to clear the air. There are not many wizard modes. They are wizard modes, standalone wizard modes. And I was like, get you some, Dwight. That's right. They are wizard modes. When you code them into moments like he does, they're wizard modes. Let's stop calling them mini wizard modes. Dwight Sullivan at, at 2x speed is just like un- oh, unbelievable. Gosh. I know, I know you cocaine. don't listen. Yeah, it, it's, I'm just like, is, is, he, is he? How many lines has this guy done? Um, no shit. But it's, he, he doesn't need to be at 2x speed. You need to like. I probably still sound like this, don't I? Yeah. I sound like I'll, Rory. I've got you at like around <laughs> 1.8 1, 1. or so. So it's very surreal talking to you right now. It's like slow motion, Zach. Yeah. You talked about ball staging on the mini play field when you start a wizard mode. I think it's a you have what I want wizard mode. Those are the kind of moments I'm looking for, ball staging. So you pop it up there, and then it rests. It holds it up, uh, holds up the left flipper, holds your ball. That's so cool. So like it holds prepared. it automatically without, without you... Yeah, yeah, like you remember twi- uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles where the left flipper automatically goes up so the balls can be diverted to the magnet? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's like that, but it's programmed for the left flipper to hold up. The ball stay there, kicks out another ball into the trough, into play, and then when you qualify the after the first stage, boom, second stage starts, here comes the ball. That's cool. But, okay, so it's staged, but then at one point it's going to let go and you have to not let it drain down the middle. It's on the mini It'll probably field. give you a warning, uh, TSPP, Pop, 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 uh, Wonka. <laughs> pop, 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 pop. Watch out, watch out. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah. Do you do you like those warnings? The pop, yeah. pop, pop, pop. Yeah. The, well, good. I I appreciate them. Uh, but then if you can fly by them with a little quick double press, I appreciate it even more. It it's not like fucking American pinball time. game where you can't even restart the game. Good lord, Josh Kugler. That's why I don't have any of my collection i'm going to be honest with you guys i don't have an american pinball machine in my collection because you can't restart the game as in if you have a bad ball one yes you behold the start button that's how everybody else works it okay but isn't no. it sometimes it's quicker just to open the open the coin door no and it's then not go menu back enter and back and then you gotta wait for p rock to fucking boot back up no just let me press the start button oh nothing or, makes me more like enough. just play your balls out because you could have a bad ball. Th- uh, I don't know. No, I'm not going to tell you that. Cause no, don't you. Guy, so. No, you yeah, do the same it. thing. I do. I do. Yeah. Especially if you're playing like a really ass kicker that you know you're going to need a good ball one. Yeah. Like Metallica. If, I've, if I haven't progressed to anything, I know you hate Metallica and you think it's a wood chopper and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. If I haven't chopped enough wood on the first ball, I'm like, well, I must just start again. Well, yep. I've only hit you. 20 tombstones. I need 70. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> restart that one. Yeah, spook, Spooky's the same way, not as bad. Like, if you restart a Spooky, you're going to have to wait 30 seconds just because it's like, well, the ball's got to go in the trough, then it's got to clear it, then it's got to wait, then it's got to reset. Like, okay. It's still better than American Pinballs. Sorry, no restart for you. I stopped doing it on, on Rick and Morty because um, it gives you shit for it, and I thought it was hilarious the first <laughs> time. And then... <laughs> And then kind of all the other times, I'm just like, 
all right, I guess I won't restart anymore because like you know, hey, you big ass really loser. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go play something else? Overall, though, as a, as a close here, I am super excited about this game. I love everything new, shiny, and fans. Everybody knows that. Uh, I get ridiculed a lot for you like everything shiny and new, and it's true. I am guilty of that. This one in particular really stands out to me, though, over the last handful of releases. Um, maybe I wasn't ex- as excited since uh, Stranger Things, but this one, there's just so many check marks for me personally in the, in the, the style of my play and collecting that it, it checks so many boxes that I, I'm really eager to own this thing. Yeah, I, I agree in the way that there really isn't anything that people are complaining about too much, I don't think. I mean, if you really look for it, you can find people complaining about everything. Yeah, a, mo- a non-moving Grogu, that's about it. Yeah, but I mean, it's Star Wars. Uh, if, if you can kind of compare the reaction to um, the one that got revealed four years ago to now, like it's this is like a shining beacon of light. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything that is selling this pinball. Like, it's not like, oh my gosh, Zombie Yeti art, get this machine, look how amazing it looks. Oh, that this toy is amazing, get it. It shoots, it's a Keith Alwyn, like, get it because of the designer. I think it's it, the... Um, the license is, is what's carrying it. And then kind mm-hmm. of like you said, the checkboxes, like everything else is being checked. So it's like, well, I guess I'm getting this game because like nothing, nothing's really disappointing. And I Ryan, like this Wars. is one of the most original layouts that we've seen at Stern in the last decade. That doesn't mean anything if it's not fun to shoot. And we don't know that yet. Good point. No one, but no one's, but it no is one's, super ri- We thought we were getting a shadow, man. Everybody thought, oh, we're getting a shadow. We get that shadow loop. We get that third flip. No. This is this is unlike anything that we've really seen. This is a funky layout. I think that's a big seller too. Funky, <laughs> of course. Two two A to the one A of a theme, but the layout is really original and novel. And I think that I think a lot of people like that. Yeah, it doesn't feel baked over by a Game of Thrones or baked over by a you know a regular fan layout. It's really different. And I guess this is the first time that we're seeing the duo of Dwight Sullivan and Brian Eddy. Hell yeah. Um, so, I mean, Brian Eddy, some, someone Boone for Shadow, someone Dave, Dave Boone or something. Mm-hmm. No, that's a cricket player. That's not David Boone. No, the Boone is the, uh, Boone was in there though. Yeah, it, it, but it's not David Boone. David Boone, I just plucked out of midair. He's, he's a famous Australian cricket player. It's definitely okay. not him. Um, someone Boone. And, um, Ed Boone. Is it Ed, Ed Boone? Boone. Yeah. <laughs> Good old And Ed then we've Boone. got Lyman Ly- Sheets on his other two games and then Lonnie D. Rupp on Stranger Things. So I think it's always interesting when two people that are kind of veterans to the industry are working together. It's like, what, what is this mix? What does it mm-hmm. create? You know, because I think that's important because. Yeah. Dennis um, was poo-pooing me last week when I was saying, I like when they mix up these teams a little bit, you get a different feeling type of game. A hundred percent. Like, thank you. Yeah. Oh, my little rye you know, bread. You bring out Walking Dead with like someone else and it would have been the worst game ever. Like that layout is not, (laughs) I'm not going to say it's not a good layout. I think it's a great layout personally, but. With the codes, take the code away. Like the first version of that game without like all of Lyman Magic, like the basic code, it was just, it just sucked. Like it wasn't rewarding. It needs the code. And then you're like, oh my gosh, this layout is amazing because it's so risky and you have to go for the shots and you're trying to survive. Yeah, um, but I just I think that gets said a lot. But man, I uh, that riot shot, that is a great shot. The left ramp on the pro, great shot through the pops orbit. Wait, great do you like shot. do you like hitting riot shot 
when nothing's happening or do you like hitting riot shot when you've got like well walker multiple going on bloodbath riot sure. and 2x that's what it's makes still it good a great- it's the stuff I- no, it's not. Uh, yeah, no, it's a great shot. Like, the, where, you, where are you going to see that shot at in another pinball machine? Uh, what, okay, what are you describing the shot? Like a, a dead, like a, a kind of like a the loop. The geometry, orbit. the design. Yeah. What's satisfying to you? The way the ball just kind of like squeezes in there? Well, it's kind of oh, like... Oh, yeah, when you get that, when you get that, it's kind of like the Tron shot. But when you get that shot right in there, like, you know, right when it leaves the flipper if it's going in or not. And I like that you can bank it off well Walker from that left flipper consistently ish to get that shot. And through the, that through the pops orbit, is there nothing more buttery and satisfying than that orbit? Now the geometry of the feed from the pops to the drain is a flaw, (laughs) but other than that, I, and that left ramp on the premium LE is a design mistake, but I I, agree to disagree on, on, the walking dead but we can both agree that new that uh, code is where it's at yeah well no it, we, we're agreeing that um people working together that never worked together before that have been in the industry oh. for for 20 plus years and have never collaborated it's exciting who could win a fist fight between them two brian Eddie and dwight, sullivan. dwight sullivan he would just be all over him he'd he'd do his couple of lines. No, I can't say that. Um, Brian Eddy was just smiling. He just smiles all the time. So I, I can't see him ever fighting. He's just, he just yeah, show, us, show us your pearly whites. Speaking of stern pinball, my homie Gomi was on uh, Saps as well. The second best pinball podcast at the moment. Fireside Chat. He talked about a lot of things. George Gomez is always fun to listen to. We've heard a lot of his stories before, uh, but he did confirm that the extra gold trim for WWE, they still have some around. He didn't even know that was an issue, but yeah. Uh, they also talked about the topper craze. Toppers. Ryan, do you love toppers as much as me? I will accept a topper on my pinball machine. I will probably not buy one. As wow. if I buy if I buy it secondhand, I'm not going to say get that topper off the pinball machine. But I I haven't I've never bought a topper before. You don't like safe machine. purchases in pinball, I guess. <laughs> You don't like increasing your, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, the value of your things value. by t- tenfold in a year. I guess you don't do the cryptos like the kids and stuff. Uh, dude, do you know if you bought just just ten thousand dollars worth of Dogecoin, <laughs> you would have been a fucking millionaire, man? Just Listen, you- guys, you guys are dumbasses. You guys are losers and nerds. If you just put a hundred dollars in crypto back in '84, then boy, oh boy, <laughs> you wouldn't be listening to me. Hack it out on a pinball podcast. <laughs> they were talking about toppers and talked about um, the craze going on with toppers right now. He said regarding a recent topper, they added and re-upped a license just so they can make more toppers. Hmm. That's insane. George which... Gomez couldn't remember which one it was. He said, quote, it might have been Guardians. No. They would, they would not. Guardians topper isn't. A hot seller, surely. Absolutely, it is. I Every broke, I broke my guardian's hot... topper. <gasps> Can you help me out here, Zach? I, I, I can't. Cause I, if I, I have would... another one of you Aussies ask me to ship a fucking topper, oh my god! <laughs> Who did I help last time? They dropped your name, I think, and I was like, Jared Mendoza. It might have been Jared. I got it for him. It wasn't even for Jared either. So I I didn't break it like it it's fried or anything. I went to lift up the head box on my Guardians when I bought it secondhand yeah. with a topper, and I stupidly grabbed it like from the topper because I was in the front of the pinball machine. And you grabbed I the heard, booty rate. 
Isn't I, that what I, it's called? Just the <laughs> those plastics, the blue booty rates. The well, the perspex, the perspex with the shadows of the guardians just snapped. Bam. Oh. And I've glued it back on because they they gave me a price of like two hundred and sixty dollars for the perspex. I'm like, it's just perspex. What? It's just it's just the front of it. Like it's not the the lights and all the the mold. Oh, it's wow. just the perspex. Did they say training up, Ryan? Training up. Hey, is, up. Yes, I couldn't do it. I just glued it back on. It looks horrible, the, but yeah, I was just say it probably looks bad. I guess what, that's I, what they have to do. If if the topper is pretty simple, they have to componentize like the prices. They're like, okay, if you break this, it's worth this crazy amount, you know? Because if they're like, okay, yeah, it's just like ten dollar piece of plastic. It's like, well, why? Well, you I know, charge? like, like if you break a plastic um, that's not in your goodie bag on a game, for the most part, I think you have to buy the whole set. I don't believe they sell individual mm. pieces of plastic. Do you know that? I don't break my machines. They're, they're bulletproof because they're all by Brian Eddy. Uh, Gomez was talking about, I think he was talking about like playfield protectors or hard tops, calling them junk. I don't know if he used the word junk, but he basically said they suck. The ball slides, it doesn't roll, and like it hits targets at a different height because there was engineered for wood, but then you're adding this little uh, thin piece of plastic over the top of it. He wasn't really into it. He was coming on strong too when it came about clear coats or like Haggis's, you know, hybrid playfield. Did they actually talk about the Haggis hybrid playfield? Or uh, I think Franchi mentioned Haggis, and then George said, I, "Yeah, I know that there's guys out there that are kind of mixing it up and doing some different polycarbonate mixtures and different things." But I mean, it's it's not his position at Stone Pimble to say like, yeah, the Haggis sure, guys sure. Are, have figured it out and they're doing the best thing and we're not doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously he's going to poo-poo it. But I mean, just on that, like, you know, only a certain amount of, of Haggis games have shipped. Um, so everyone's giving them the benefit of the doubt and I'm not saying otherwise, but we no one no one knows like the long-term. No one knows. No one knows. He's talking about dimples in playfields. He said they're due to, it's due to several layers of super glossy clear coat on these new games. He said, Look at your 90s games. It had dimples. It has orange peel going on some of the games. He said it's a hard coat issue. It's not even the wood. A lot of people think it's the wood or the wood grain. He said, no, it, it's not. It's none of that. It's it's the it's a hard coat issue. Hmm. And he said people are saying wood softer. He said, it, quote, it's bullshit. And he talked about it's the, it's the layers of clear that we now put on of these games. But why he did why say, are the layers of the clear such bad quality, though? But I, they add more layers of clear, and that's what Charlie Emery said as well. He said they why didn't is, clear the clay fields Park, back in the nineties. Why is my Jurassic Park like chipping? Because of the clear, so much clear. Hmm. But my homie Gomi did say they are researching how to accommodate the collectors by looking at other substances or maybe even harder woods. But he said, like with some of the super hard woods, it's just too pricey for pinball. Your wood doesn't need to be that hard for pinball. It's just overboard. <laughs> That's a funny statement because it's like it's too pricey for you, but it's not too pricey for everyone else who's like paying through their ass for these pinball machines. Uh, yeah, uh, we're paying thousand dollar toppers. I'm paying for a fifty thousand dollar Mandalorian with a moving Grogu. Like we will pay for it, but I don't think they're so much worried about the top tier collectors. They're worried about you know getting this game to the masses. So mm. I can understand that. He said, "Is it a problem? Should we aspire to fix it?" Yes. But he also just wants you to play your game, have fun. Don't get too damn bogged down with. Don't play it then. Like I don't. This is a toy. This is a game. I f- when everyone says this and they're from a pinball machine manufacturer, 
I feel like saying, and I know or a distributor or a distributor. I know they're passionate about pinball, but I feel like if I shadow them for a week, and you know George Gomez is passionate about other things in life, like say he's really passionate about tea, and then he I likes him, cars. You can use a car argument if you yeah, like. Yeah, I yeah, like he likes cars, and then you know his complains about something to his car manufacturer, and they're like, George, just drive it, just drive it, enjoy it. Like, don't concentrate on the fact that like this is broken or or not, you know, how it used to be. I know that's a bit of a shitty example, but like... Right now, I'm picturing you standing 10 feet away from his Porsche and taking a golf driver and just whacking a ball to the side panel of it and being like, it's just a dimple, George. <laughs> it, still, it still drives. It still drives yeah, the same. It still drives fine. I know it's a bit of a, a different example, and I, and I agree with him in that like you should just enjoy your pinball, but George Gomez doesn't play pinball like we play pinball because... You know, oh, bold there, Cotton. He doesn't. Okay, I don't know George Gomez. I have no clue. I'm not saying he's not passionate about it, but he's he's at a, he earns different money than than me and you do, um, mm-hmm. and he you know he's involved in the process, but he isn't like an enthusiast collector, so it's hard to put. It's hard to tell someone that I think and say I just know. I'm kind of with it. him, like, and people get mad at me all the time when I'm like, yeah, it does matter. Ultimately, it does matter. It's an issue. Ultimately, it's an issue. But what are we going to do with it? Every manufacturer has these issues. You name me a manufacturer, I'll name you the issues I have. Like, every one of them's got it. I want them all to fix it. That actually brings me to a a little game that I want to play, and we can just segue into this, and you can go back to the interview if you want. How many... How big of a (laughs) up is that defect? (laughs) I I looked the other day, I don't know what I was doing, at how many manufacturers there are currently for for pinball, and I came across a Wikipedia article, and... um, while yeah. while we were setting up for this um, this podcast, I actually deleted one of them because there was some bullshit company on it that wasn't actually one. But let me read out the list on from Wikipedia. Robert Mueller's trying his hardest. Like I don't all this bashing of the poor guys. <laughs> him and Steve Bowden are trying. How many? I'm going to yeah. list a manufacturer, and you tell me a pinball machine that came out from them. You ready? American oh, Pinball, uh, Houdini, Chicago Gaming Company, uh, Attack from Mars, Dutch Pinball. Alien. Haggis. Kelts. Homepin. Thunderbirds. Jersey Jack. Waz. Multimorphic. Plexi Lightspeed. Penny K Pinball. Penny K? Yeah, Penny K Pinball. Uh, man, they need me for marketing. I, no, I don't know. I don't know either. It's 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 Penny this. K? It's listed up on Wikipedia as a current manufacturer. I should delete that one as well. I don't know what it is. Penny K Pinball. All right. Phoenix Pinball. (sighs) Phoenix Pinball. Um, I I don't know. I thought they did restores, but no. I I think they were were released. It doesn't have a link to the website, but weren't they doing like the Pinball Olympics, but they got in trouble for using the word Olympics? Oh, that's right. The little gremlin bastard. Yeah. Gremlin Olympics or something. Quetzal Pimble? Quetzal Pimble? uh, Nemo. Yeah, and they. What happened to that um, Fast and Furious style machine? I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Spooky Pimble. uh, Yeah, America's Most Haunted. Stern. You know Stern. (laughs) Walking Dead. Team Pimble. Mafia. And the other one that was on there was Escapism Pinball, which I don't think is a real thing, but I, I added Pinball Adventures because I think they Sounds deserve like to be Sounds like a pinball porn. 
Unfortunately, Deep Root is not listed there either, and I'm not going to have them yet. Oh, man. What about Pinball Brothers? Why isn't that there? Oh, yeah, they're not there either. Highway Pinball? No? (laughs) No. (laughs) Wikipedia is not very good for information. Or Pinball Adventures. Can someone let me know? Someone email Zach and let us know what Penny K Pinball is. Pinballnetwork at gmail.com. Anything else in the interview that you wanted to cover? No, but I wanted to talk about... uh, I heard recently that you picked up a new game that wasn't the easiest to obtain. That's right. After um, after playing this game at TPF in 2017, which was uh, 1984's Gottlieb slash Milestar Alien Star, oh, um, I kind of fell in love with the game, and I was just like, I, I made a deal with Ryan Wanger to sell me the machine when, when it was time, and it, it just never... Shout out, became- comma, pinball. Shout out to Comet Pinball, best LEDs in the business. Um, Absolutely. Definitely better than Coin Takers. Um, oh, <laughs> coin Taker shade here. I had a pinball machine full of Coin Taker LEDs. It was a very early run um, ACDC, and all the all the things died out. And it, it was on the LED. It's like CT Coin Taker. So it was like they branded their own mm-hmm. LEDs that died. Anyway, I, I like working ago. with Melissa. I like working with Coin Taker. But if we try to have an argument in pinball anymore about what the bulb is and it's not a Comet pinball, objectively, you guys are just wrong. Comet there pinball LEDs are easily the best. Period. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, I I, I seem to always have a grail pinball machine. And uh, not, a, not a grail, it doesn't sound like, like you know, the holy grail of pinball. But um, like You just, had meat, just an, meat gazer there for a while. Yeah, I, you know, for a while a it was... was was Quicksilver and then it was um, Stargazer and then it became Alien Star and Alien Star just took a long time to, to track down and, and then I managed, I, I imported it from the US. It came from New York. Um, wow. Yeah, talked to a couple of people. I mean, I probably could have got one a long time ago, but I was trying to find one locally or wait for Mr. Comet Pinball. But now now that I've got it, I'm, you know, I mean, it's kind of satisfying. The hunt, I think, is the, the, the most fun part of it, mm-hmm. but it's kind Absolutely, of it, it doesn't feel empty, but I'm like, well, now I, now I don't have anything. Now now I'm not searching for anything besides maybe a you don't have the LED. next one that you're looking for. No, I, th- I think I found it. I mean, I, I mean, I could be really fun to try and find the dragon fists because they're impossible to find here. But that's a good one. Um, do you have one at the moment, Zach? I mean, you're in the U.S., so it's- it sure is a hell of an alien star. <laughs> have you played Have you played one before? Yeah, talk about the the trojan horse of pinball oh this thing looks cool it's a beautiful looking game and you play it and it's all like a fucking spirit it's boring <laughs> what? yeah i don't get into alien star but i am do the last person to listen you, to when it comes do to you like games. do you like any old games from the 80s yeah i've got i've got a um i get a stargazer being built right now okay but so do, do, that, do, do you like it or do you just like i want to say i have a stargazer <laughs> you're saying i flex no, I like it. I like three spinners. I like the funky little slings and the rollovers. Yeah, it's a fun game. How I much won't it? play it. You won't play it. It's fun. <laughs> you can see Meteor. you got it. I love Meteor. I love Beatles. Uh, yeah, I like I like older style games. Are you talking about Beatles from 1980 or the, the Boydles? No, like the, yeah, the, the good game. The good uh, game. The stern game. <laughs> yeah, I so, like those games. So do, do you have a game besides, you know, Stargazer, which you're making? Uh, sure, to. I I always have, but now I'm I'm snooty with my selection because I only have certain 
space and money. So um, I would like a, I did recently get a, um, a very mint Corvette. Shout out to Matt Morrison for helping me with that. Uh, Bill Webb helped me get a NBA fast break. I'm, I'm chasing more condition now, Ryan and listener than I am certain titles. So I have a list of games that I want, like B-level Bally Williams stuff, but I want them the nicest in the world. Mm, so, okay. yeah. So, so you wouldn't, I found a you Corvette wouldn't buy that's like brand new, and that's impossible to find. You can't find a Corvette. You wouldn't buy it all junked up and give it to some restorer and say, "Make this better." You just you want to find it ready to I, go. Yeah, the tough part is like for not to nerd out too much here, listener, but. For titles that I really want in the collection, I want them restored or minty to the point that nobody's ever going to find one again like that. Um, and there are some of the titles that they don't repro stuff on. So finding radical, uh, a radical playfield is impossible, uh, or finding radical ramps. All of them. I know some are being reproed, but maybe not all of them. Plastic sets, um, black rose. Finding a, a black rose playfield that doesn't have any cannon wear or sink ship insert wear. Corvette. You can't find a Corvette with ramps that aren't busted up. Um, so, yeah, those kind of titles are what I'm chasing for. So, right now, I would love a a mint or a fully restored Whitewater. That would be on You're, my list. You sound like such an elitist. I'm like, here I am. Like I'm just I, telling it, it you took, the truth. It, I'm it you took a- me four years to find some beat-up piece of shit game, and you're like, what do you search for, Zach? I search for the nicest machines out there. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Like, I'd rather pay double on something that's gonna, going to be the nicest possible. You lucky bastard. Why? You can do the same thing. Well, you I'm, just have I'm to sa- ask for it. <laughs> I'm saying it's if you really want to buy an Alien Star, you, just, you can get one in a week. But they never they never shipped to Australia. They never came down here. That's odd. So they're all that is weird. Imports. That is really weird. Yeah, Whitewater. Uh, I'm chasing for. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm getting a World Cup soccer restored right now, so I'm looking forward to that. But I, I have a Whitewater, um, but it came without the topper. Do I actually? Have oh, a, do I? Do fuck. I actually? Ha- do I actually have a Whitewater, or no. do I just have some some complete <laughs> no. machine? No. No. Oh my god. Like Josh Sharp's fishtails with no topper. What in the hell? <sighs> I think we need to go into pinball market trends. Let's do it. Listener, for those of you out there who have not heard the podcast and you're just here because of the referral for Ryan C, feel sorry for you. Must be AMD customers over there. Shout out <laughs> AMD over in the over on the island there. I want to make it out to Australia sometime. I want to do a SDTM tour of Australia. Is your SDTM tour a um like a charade to set up your flipping out down under um, uh, distrib- distribution mean, center? <laughs> there's several reasons to go overseas, but uh, Stern won't let me do it. If Stern won't let me do it, there's no use. Maybe you can distribute their other stuff like JJP's and... Yeah, JJP's American, Chicago Gaming, maybe that. But then I'd have to find... An employee to run it, and I don't know. Can I trust the Aussies? Well, we're a country founded on convicts, so <laughs> definitely. There's, there's the answer. Ladies and gentlemen, your favorite pinball podcast segment of all time. Even better than what you guys do over at Head to Head, slaying the top 100. Something like that. <laughs> I, th- I think that's what you guys did. Just did it over and over yeah. again, never changed it up. I know you love that. Man, I miss Head to Head. Whatever happened? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unequivocally, it is your love child. Pinball market trends. <laughs> you like that? No. Why not? But 
at least you didn't destroy the ears of every every person listening with headphones because no. I, I, I listen to you when I'm on, like in the car and I just have to when I can hear it coming I just want it down just just oh. a little bit no I reserve that for this Just a touch of a button, my friend. Trending up this week. Surprise, surprise, the Mandalorian. Man, that's really a stretch, Zach. Mandalorian's trending up this week because it is on a sales force right now. Stern right now knows what it feels like to be Jersey Jack Pinball releasing GNR. <laughs> Stern's like, holy shit, we're not going to be able to keep up with making enough Mandalorians. Sure, the Stern's on a different scale, but I'm saying even on a different scale, they finally know what it feels like. Last time they felt like this was kind of uh, maybe a little Avengers action. I mean, making thousands upon thousands of these damn things. And for the most part, the Mandalorian is trending up because people are fighting, like on Black Friday, to get their Cabbage Patch Mandalorian Pro. I want the first run. Can I get the first run? What's it going to take to get the first run, Zach? You know how much money has been trying to slip under <laughs> underneath my door? Hey, uh, psst, let me get it on that first run. People are itching. For a pro? People are trying to pay over yes, for a pro? Yes, yes, To put to it on location or run. just because they want it? Just because they want it first. They want it now. Wow. We're on a, like the scaled system now. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, the, and some of the decision making by the dealers over here in the U.S., I would guess overseas as well. Shout out to AMD. Maybe they're getting thousands more than MSRP. I don't know. I have no clue how other dealers, some dealers, I know how they're doing it. Uh, but I think it probably gets even darker uh, in, in stories that we haven't heard yet. Mandalorian LEs are up right now. I'd say the going price for a Mandalorian LE is fourteen, fourteen dollars to $15,000. Jeez. Oh, my God. I have, I have an idea, Zach. Flipping out pinball. Shiny. Mm -hmm. Great company you at the head Aww, very ethical sponsoring Absolutely. all the podcasts lots of shilling right but it's no all shilling, yeah. it's all it's all good thumbs up mm -hmm. yeah set up another and you can't you can't do all this shady shit that's going to make you lots of money why don't you do what other companies do and set up a separate company right so you, be, <laughs> you become a distributor times two but it's like flipping down flipping down pinball right it's different. Oh my gosh. It's 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 run by you in the background, but you put some guy that people can hate on, and he can take the heat, and then you make all the money through there. So you you double dip. Wow, that's smart. Wow, you that's, sell enough pinball machines that you can just you know what's set, funny? set up a, a separate company and just do it. It's being done. It's being done. <laughs> what? Yeah, people are doing that right now. What do you mean? There's a distributor that has two companies. Oh, you know what? They're doing a damn good job then if you're just now bringing it up all perplexed like that. Nicely done. Yeah. Yes, that kind of stuff. As in they're on the, Man, web, they're on the website twice. There's, there's so much shit in pinball. Wow. It is a good idea if it's being done. Yeah, people are doing that. So. You know, I, I, I... What would my company be called? My other company? <sighs> hmm. It, it wouldn't Flip, matter. You said flipping down. No, I mean like just pinballs are us. Nudging out. Nudging out pinball. <laughs> Nudging out. Nudging out. Oh, I got it. I've got it. Everybody loves coin taker. Hell, I love coin taker. Note taker. I'm not much of a coin taker, Rye. I'm a coin giffer. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with coin giffer. <laughs> That's my competition. Coin giffer. Yeah. Some people like to take coins. I like to give. Also trending up this week is Stern Ellie's in general. You see the prices of Stern LEs right now? It's preposterous. 
What, just any any LE? For the most part, I would say 80% of Stern LEs are taking this price increase right now in the secondary market, and it's just nuts. It is like turning into that collectible, I need to have as many of the LEs as I can. I was looking at uh, some comps over the last couple days, and even titles that weren't necessarily hot LE runs or titles, they're going for two to $3,000 more than they typically would a year ago. What games nice. are still less than the original selling price? What are, are Monsters selling for more than... What no, they... Monsters LEs are over. They're over new in box prices. Really? Absolutely. There's a lot of people that still ask for Monsters. Whenever I get customers, there are always people just getting into pinball. They always want Monsters. My friend sold <laughs> his Monsters insane. Pro for more than he got it for new. And it was rounded. Yeah, see? Yeah. See? Yeah, like if we're looking at the Pinside Top 100, number one on the Pinside Top 100, Led Zeppelin at number one. Um, not so sure about that. But Led Zeppelin LE is selling on the secondary market right now off the top of my head. I think they're around $10,000, $11,000 used for an LE. So the re- there really um, is, if you have money in the bank at the moment, and this could all change, there really is no mm-hmm. point in not getting every single Stern LE because you're... At That's moment, why all my LE lists are sold out for the next five titles, yeah. Guaranteed to like, pl- play the machine, and if you don't like it, you make money on it, and mm-hmm. if you do like it, you keep it. Like, it's, it's the next, pretty crazy. The next Stern in the top 100 is Jurassic Park LEs. Those are going for more. Deadpool LE at number eight, going for more. Elvira House of Horrors LE, going for shitload more. Iron Maiden LE, going for more. Avengers Infinity Quest, that one's not as bad, but you're still seeing a 10K price tag on that thing. If you put the topper on it, it's $11,000 going for more. Metallica LE going for more. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Now, a year ago, no. It was right at $8,900, $9,100 for a used LE. Nope, it's above now. Star Trek LE, that one dipped pretty damn low in the past. I think it's still around 8500 LE price for a used cool. one. A- what were they used LE. Oh, shit. It's I, I it's was, an old that one. was before me, 6,500, probably seven. Yeah. They might've been eight, but yeah. So I could keep going down here, but I don't see one that doesn't hit the LE over or more than, and we only report the facts here. So if someone wants, if someone wants to get on an LE list, do they ring up coin uh, giver mm-hmm. or do they ring up flipping that pinball? Well, there's a new LLC as we're talking here that I'm uh, opening up. Yeah, they can ring any dealer. And for the most part, dealers are all going to have an interested list. Now, some shady ass one. Don't don't give money for a rumored list. Some of you dealers need to go to ethics class. Don't take money from people before they see the game, number one, uh, and before it's announced, number two. Have some integrity. But yeah, so you can call and say, hey, uh, if the Goonies machine comes out, I want to be on the list. Okay. Mm. Boom. I've got a list for Golden Girls. <laughs> Should you not? How many people on the list? Uh, two, I believe. What's What's the most obscure list? Bes- I mean, besides that, it's pretty fucking uh, weird. That one's pretty obscure. I have a list going for Journey. Okay. <laughs> Cue the Journey music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, Predator. There's a list for Predator in case they do that again. Because <laughs> if that wasn't train wreck the first time, um, He Man and uh, Masters of the Universe. I already have like 13 people on that list. Wow. How many people are on the um, on the Back to the Futures list? Back to the Future. Oh my God. I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm even talking about this. Um, let's see here. Back to the Future. I got it right here. Right now, there are 43 people on the oh Back to the God. Future list. Is that LA? Most or is of that just them in, LA's. In, yeah. Wow. 
Most of them LEs. I see a pro. A, it's crazy. Harry it's Potter? Crazy, crazy industry. Harry, oh, yeah. There's a lot on Harry Potter. Oof. So, yeah, overall, numbers don't lie. Only report the facts. And LEs are on the rise. That's why they're trending up here on the Pinball Show. All's trending up this week is World Cup Soccer Repro Playfields from CPR. They didn't make, like, this is a, another deep nerd hobbyist collector thing, Ryan, but did you know how impossible it was to get a World Cup Soccer 94 Repro, repro Playfield? I did not know. Really tough. Really tough. It's a licensed thing, so getting FIFA rights and stuff, I don't know if they got around that, but CPR is now taking orders on World Cup Soccer Repro Playfields. That's why you, there are some titles out there you just do not see fully restored, and it's because of being able to get parts. That's why Does that you won't mean see a radical restore. It's off your list now? You don't want it anymore because you can get the play field? You're only, only interested no, in I'm games t- that... No, no, I'm totally fine with it. It's one of, I, I really like that game, so as long as I've got one of the nicest ones, we're good. Mm, and that one restores so nice, too, because you got the brass-plated legs. Then you add the chrome around the trim of the glass. Ooh, a little mix and match there. I like mixing my brasses and my chromes. You're like, what the fuck is this guy talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Turning down this week is dialed in LE. Sorry, Ryan. Your dialed in is worth less now. You said LEs in general, but not dialed in. I said stern LEs. Mm. Stern LEs. Big difference there. There's Jack Pinball's dialed in LE. Right now, lower to mid sevens. Original games. Mandalorian Premium is more than a dialed in LE. Wow. You know, you know, it was the, the saddest thing the other day. I I picked up dialed in from a customer's house, and mm-hmm. he's he's um, rented about eight pinball machines off me, and he said, "You know what, Ryan? This is the most fun game that I have rented off you by far. I fucking love this game, but That's I will so good. I will never buy it." He he said he kind of said it with like vindiction. I'm like, I know. I'm like yeah. I'm like why not? And he's like, it's just no theme. There's just no theme to it. I'd ra- I'd rather something. Uh, you else. know what he said? It's the goddamn Tony Pepperoni. That's why I won't buy this. <laughs> Tony <game>. Pepperoni. <laughs> Whatever the hell his name is. More Tony pizza Salami. for you know what this means. More pizza for me. Oh my god. I love that. I just hear those drones in my nightmares. <laughs> Also trending down this week is having a coder do a deep dive of a rule set on a podcast. Look, people, it's video or nothing. Oh, my gosh. It's like listening to a silent movie. Think about that. Did you get it? It's a good joke. <laughs> Decent joke there. Jeez, if I have to hear Dwight, I love you, Dwight. And I kind of love some of your podcasts that have him on. But, man, deep diving a code set on that? No, 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 I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. Get some video out. Show me some diagrams. Show me a play field. Put some moving arrows on this thing. That's how I want to learn rules. It's definitely not off an audio book. Does that work for you? The whole audio regurgitation of rules? It works for about two or three minutes and then I zone out. And I've been definitely guilty of that in the past, um, interviewing coders and asking rules, but... It's it's at the point sometimes when there's no video that it's it's either that or nothing. Yeah, it's a big fail. Like if you guys are gonna do deep dive on codes, we need pictures, we need video. That's it. Then again, Franchi is also the guy that said at the end of a show because it's drama free now. We don't want to just pass on the news and the same things every other podcast does. End quote. <laughs> Shots fired there, Franchi. And I've not heard any of the timeline deep dive 
historical interviews, regurgitations from any other head to head or any other podcast or loser kid or anything else in the past. I, this is all fresh content. So uh, obviously you're not, you're not drama free. Zach. I'm not. No. And at least I claim not to be <laughs> this thing is full of drama. If it needs to be, I don't hide behind that. What did my Spanish teacher, he used to call us ajo dijes. And that that in Spanish, in Spanish, it just it doesn't mean anything you said, but it just sounds bad. Stop being an ajo dije. Sit down, Senor Zach. And I always say, me no comprehendo. Because <laughs> I didn't care. <laughs> and it pissed him off. Me no comprehendo, Senor. <laughs> Sorry. Let's transition over to deals of the week. Bye, bye, bye. Sharp edition. It's the sound of a katana. If you didn't know. Make it sharp. Now, this is this is cool. This is an exclusive deal of the week. This is going to be a thing now. Training up exclusive deals of the week. So meta. So Josh Sharp uh, is good friends with Ryan C. Right? You guys are buds. Uh, we talk every day, mostly about months. Fresh. Yeah, clearly. So Josh Sharp uh, said, you know what would be fun since you're going on the pinball show? I've got a couple machines that I'm going to be putting up for sale, but I'll give Zach the exclusive because he's the only person that really cares about him anyway. So he gave us the exclusive rights to airing his up for sale games. And I couldn't be happier here at the pinball market trends. So, uh, yeah, if you've got exclusive deals of the week, we're going to make this a thing. We're going to call it the sharp edition. Shing! Every time. <laughs> for those of you interested in these games, you can email Josh sharp at pinwizj at gmail.com. That's pinwizj letter J at gmail.com. Uh, the appraisal process went a little something like this. He sent me pictures of a Tron Legacy Pro. Uh-oh, got your ears perking, don't I? A Twilight Zone. Uh-oh, they're getting harder. And a Fishtails. So I did the my proper appraisals. Number one appraiser in the pinball industry. Zach Minnie, that's right. Coin Giver Pinball, <laughs> LLC. Le- Tron Legacy. So he's, what you got here, Sharpie, is you've got a nice original Tron. Uh, I don't see anywhere. I see this being in great condition you even have documented home use uh, paperwork to show that you are the only owner this is a fantastic buy here's the thing you you have a package of cliffies you didn't install and a growing trend for josh sharp games is however they came out of the box in 2004 is how you're going to get them because the man doesn't believe in leds i don't believe um, and he doesn't believe in light cycles for a tron game for some effed up reason how do you not mod out a Tron? I think it's harder to not mod out a Tron than take the time and money to mod out a Tron. How could you let this sit in your game room like that, Josh? That's what I want to know. He, I think he was thinking of packaging it up, packaging it up, and saying it's you know brand new in the box. But this is this is the closest he almost could. This is the closest experience you can get to being brand new in the box because it might have some plays on it, but it is it is clean. It is clean. It, I mean, there's still incandescence in this Tron. So you can, this <laughs> sounds crazy. It's like a car with square wheels, but you can put <laughs> your own LEDs in this game. See, now that joke went over better than it's like, it's like listening to a silent movie. Okay. okay. It's late for you. Now this game is super, super clean. If I was getting a Tron, I would want this Tron because I know it's not been molested. I know it's not been manhandled. It's not been routed. 
This is a clean, nice, original Tron. I don't know what he's selling it for. I would put a price tag on this. Email him and tell him you'll buy it for $7,000 cash money. Bye, bye, bye! Next up on the docket is the Twilight Zone. A clean Tron. This Twilight Zone is clean. Where's he getting these things at? It's almost Man, like his he's, he's dad the helps create these things. <laughs> pin was Jay. Sing. <laughs> All right, this 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 uh, Twilight Zone is freaking clean. It's nice. It doesn't have a scoop wear. It has no insert wear that I can see on the uh, on the front door. Yep, this is super nice. I would call this minty. With a wipe down, this is minty. It's got one of the corners of the head that's been brushed up a little bit that you can you can touch that up. That's not a biggie uh, at all. Boards look clean. If you're gonna again, if I'm chasing the Twilight Zone, this is what I was talking about. I'm chasing a super clean one. 8750 is what I put on this thing. Bye bye bye. 8750. I was so confused when I when I bought my um, Twilight Zone that didn't have a piano around the piano. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Because like yeah, you just you see so many modern machines, you start to think that things are standards, but they're not. I would I would get excited grazing myself upon this cabinet though because it doesn't have any loss of color. It is beautiful. I don't know if you have the pictures right, but man. Beautiful, beautiful color still in the cabin. Those always fade. That's a damn nice twilight zone. So you got two winners right there. Uh, two out of three ain't bad because next is a stinker. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. You should never have sent me these. Um, so this is uh, Ryan's getting in trouble for this. Um, yeah, so he has a fishtails. And when I say player's condition, I, I mean it is a player's condition. Wow. Uh, we'd have, we don't have much fishtail wear on the inserts, and that's a big thing on fishtails. But that upper play field has got some raised inserts. Uh, there's nothing pretty about this game. The entire cabinet is faded. He's got those patented sharp incandescents in here again. Um, and the kicker to boot is he may have it, but I don't see any topper on this game. No Billy Bass. Maybe it doesn't fit in his like his dungeon, like where he's, he stores all of his games. Poor fella, got a low ceiling. Maybe I don't know. Co contact Pinwiz J and find out. Yeah, but if you're looking for a good player's condition game, a lot of people love Fishtails, um, and you can own a piece of history. This is a sharp Fishtails, people. Bye bye bye. It, this isn't a shitty Delt Fishtails. No, <laughs> this isn't none of that. This is a sharp deal. Oh, see. Nice. Shing. Sing. Fishtails, I'd give him $3,000. That's what you should offer for this Fishtails. And take the guy cash. He's not going to be shipping you anything. He's busy. He's busy making me some Raw Thrills games, which I love, by the way, Josh. Love you. And ladies and gentlemen, that was your Deals of the Week. And to close out the show, we have the mother of Deals of the What in the... <laughs> You guys have all been commenting on it. Hell's on fire on Pinside. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that Pinball Market Trends deal of the WTF was created just for this listing. Never before has something fit so perfectly to this segment. This is a, and you guys are going to chuckle, you know what it is, because six pages worth of comments have destroyed this man. And I'm only going to add to it. On Pinside, he goes by Photog. This is one of the coolest machines ever made. It's a Star Wars comic premium, which goes for a premium right now. We're getting to the point, listener, where a Star Wars comic premium edition is going for the same price as an original Star Wars LE. That's how coveted this particular trim level is. 
but not when you fuck it up like this man has. I almost had a tear in my eye. I feel so bad for this pinball machine. It once was a thing of glory. He butcherized and bastardized the entirety of this game. You say something on this game, Ryan, and he has rubbed his bad taste dick all over this thing. The this right leg. Is the left the leg. right leg. Yes, all atrocities. The right leg is powder-coated red, which makes sense that the left leg would be powder-coated yellow. What? <laughs> there's there's leg protectors on this cabinet, even though it doesn't need them, and they're red. Tearing up that cabinet graphic. Hold on tight, people. I'm going to go on a roll. You go to the coin door itself, usually standard black, which should still look like shit with all these different leg colors. Back right leg, by the way, is blue. But then... Just a clown vomit, all clown diarrhea all over this damn thing. The coin door that's standard black is now no longer. No, no, no. He upgraded those headphones so you can hear those mad beats. That stays black, but the coin door face itself is now gold. Where's their gold? Anywhere on this pinball machine, there's not. But he wants gold. But if that wasn't enough, usually if you do a colored powder-coated uh, coin door, you're going to have that trim around the coin door itself, all one piece, be all one color. Nope, can't do that. Photog is a genius. He goes with a gold coin door and a white powder-coated trim. Woo, that's not enough white powder coat for you. Add the trim to the top being white. So, ladies and gentlemen, right now we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different powder-coated colors. And then you throw in a little jazz of that topper. He's got the topper, but that's not enough for him. He wants a fucking disco light mounted on the back of the head. So it shines green dots all over a quarter of your wall. Of course, it doesn't come out symmetrically behind that head, which would look somewhat interesting. Nope, just bleeding out the inside right upon a wall that's only two inches away, uh, becoming oversaturated. Speaker lights. If you like speaker lights, go to the modcouplepinball.com because they sell a really nice illuminated speaker light. He added those here. Bravo. But on top of that, he bastardized it by also adding the speaker light kit.com kit. So you've got two speaker lights in one. Holy shit, we got green and blue. That makes zero sense. Remember how beautiful that translate was in the comic book uh, artwork on this? Nope. He took that out. Nobody wants something nice. They want something shitty, like the original Pro Translate from the original that's not even the comic series. So now you've got a mix match of artwork on the playfield that reflects the comic and on the cabinet, but not so much on the Translate. No, no. We want regular, realistic Photoshop work there. LED lights that I didn't even know existed in the in the playfield of this game. We got yellows shooting out, reds shooting out somewhere here and there. This game is hideous <laughs> beyond belief. I'm reading the pin side thread. It's instead of listening to you, and it's bloody sure. hilarious. The um, sure. no color left behind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. No color left behind edition. Even if you look at the wire forms on this, you know how beautiful those chrome wire forms are on the premium edition. Nope. He he didn't even go with one color. I I for the most part I don't like powder coated wire forms. They need to be a, a plating, a brass, a chrome. But uh, no, he powder coated one of them white. And one of them black. This guy likes colors. Don't be a hater. I f- you a- I are you a hater, Zach? Absolutely. For bad taste, <laughs> yes. I will be a hater. I feel bad for him because I like when I see something like this, it looks like perseveration that you one would see in like a uh, like a uh, an actual illness. He's got pink Star Wars hinges. Come on. So I like he this may <laughs> he may have a problem. Go ahead. 
Pro tip, never mention you are colorblind to a non-reputable powder coater. (laughs) 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 He just fucking, like, gave him the leftover shit. This thing, is this not the worst thing you've ever seen? (laughs) Oh, I see it now. It's peeking. (laughs) The back left leg is green. Ah, oh, is it? Okay. Crayola crayon. I was about to read out a comment. $500 discount if you can guess the color of the fourth leg. <laughs> yep. Green. And I know why he did color. I know why he did color. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him credit here. He did color because he shows shots of his apartment studio. Is this in Manhattan? What is it? It's um, all his walls are white. So maybe, maybe he just needed to express himself a little bit. I don't see, I see three rooms in this picture alone and every wall is white. He's feeling a little jazzy. Oh my God. And he's even got a pink LED strip on the back of the head to go with the green disco light to go with the top. I want this game to burn in ashes. He's asking, Hey, and, and why not ask $13,000 for this game? Sure. Go for it. Hey Zach, did you just like go against what you said before and do a deep dive into a picture that nobody can see and talk about it for 10 minutes. <laughs> Trending up this week, Brian C, because he's exactly correct. Trending down is me because I'm a fucking hypocrite. Absolutely. You're it's right. a visual thing, man. It's a visual you're thing. So, Don't so deep right. dive into rules. Absolutely. That's what we do here on the Pinball Show, episode 60. Ryan, where can people catch you from now until next time you come visit us? Nowhere. I don't. I don't. I don't have an email. Pin, pinwizj at you have kind of turned crusty as a pinball guy. <laughs> pinball. Like pin, pinwizj. Email pinwizj me. At email me at coingiver at gmail.com. I will. I will sell you a Mando for for twenty thousand dollars. You think that's Christmas. funny? But as we were talking, I was securing that domain name. <laughs> <laughs> you actually. <laughs> <laughs> So you can't get a hold of Ryan C. Hopefully he'll have a new uh, podcast out here soon. Maybe on the Pinball Network. You shill. Maybe. You can catch me at the Pinball Network at gmail.com or the video series straight down the middle, sdtmpinball at gmail.com if you want to reach out over there. Or buy yourself a pinball machine. And if you're in Australia, uh, we got uh, CoinGiver over that we're breaking ground on over in Australia. Ryan C is going to have the big scissors here soon. So reach out there. Product showcase this week is a Stranger Things Pro because we're getting low, 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 low. And they're not going to run them again this year, at least, if ever. So get it now. No, I, <laughs> I don't love, have UV kits, I love people. all of your things. Like, you better get in now. They're not going to do it for now. That's right. Uh, until the next time they do it. And then, and then I'll try and sell you one then. Hey, uh, I, I don't lie. I'm telling you the truth. That's what they're telling me. They're not running it again. Yeah, I don't lie to my peoples. But they better get one because they're going to be gone. Then you're going to be bitching and moaning like you are the premiums. Jurassic Park Pro, we do have some in stock. Avengers Pro, we're getting low on that one. Very low. I have to double check stock low. Teenage Mutant Ninja Pros and premiums. Led Zeppelin Pro Premium. I'm trying to stock them for you people. Hot Wheels. Um, we got Jurassic Park Pro Arcades. You need to put one of those in your house. What makes money? Give me something that'll make money on location. Like big, what's a a big I would love to help you get that because as an authorized dealer of Raw Thrills games, we love to stock your arcade full of, I don't know, the greatest arcade machines ever made. Yeah, big bucks make really good money. Get a Halo. Those make a ton of money. Uh, How much do they cost? Are you allowed to say what the retail price is for them? Uh, retail price, I'd have to check. I'd have to check off, but I think they're about thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, it pay itself off too real bad. quick. 
Yeah, it'll pay itself off in a couple months. And then you'll have one for your home. Boom. Golden teas are coming soon. Better pre-order one of those. Golden teas make a killing too. I don't know if Australians play golf or not, but yeah. We don't have enough land for that. <laughs> TVN last week was just another pinball podcast. Episode 27, Mando Reaction with Fliptronic and Joel. Check that out. And this week we got a final round pinball podcast with the Elite. I call them the Elite now. But you get Martin Robbins over there and Jeff Tillis. I don't know who they'll have. That should be fun to check out. Free Play Pinball Podcast. We announced them last week as a regular. They're going to have a podcast. Maybe Jesse J. Who knows? Now that the world is open over there in Australia, they forgot about pinball. So (laughs) who knows what happened to those cunts? We'll we'll do an episode. We'll do one. (laughs) And maybe some TPS midweek this week. I'm tired. You're tired. My day's just starting. But I get to edit this podcast for the next eight hours. What are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> Having more sex? <laughs> I'll be I'll be ringing up my distributor. Shout out to AMD and asking for a fifth time if I've secured a Mandalorian LE. AMD, you better not screw Ryan C over. If I hear AMD that that you left our boy high and dry, don't they know I'm on the third most popular podcast out there? Like I I will throw my weight around if I need to. Uh, when it comes to something like this, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you can absolutely. bump someone off your list. You know, I'm sure that'd be oh. quite easy. How, no. Because you're I'm a man of integrity. I am a man of integrity. I would never do that. My own grandma could come right now and be like, hey, Zach, I was wanting Mando Ellie. And say, the closest <laughs> thing you're going to get, grandma, is Google yourself some Grogu porn because that's all you're getting. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> now let's go to Golden Corral. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our show. Thanks so much, Ryan C., for coming. You're one of you're one of my favorite people to have on the podcast. So it, it means a lot that you'd be willing to to come hang out, uh, especially so late. I'd love you to do it again, man. Yeah, if Dennis if Dennis Creasel is like a ten, I'm at least like a five and a half. So I'll take that rating if you'll give it to me. I've told you that you're a beautiful man. I don't tell Dennis that. For Ryan C., I'm your Zachary Minnie. Remember, if you're not in on crypto, you're an idiot. And always practice safe pinball and don't be a coin taker. Be a coin giver up. So long, everybody. Love you, Melissa and Chris. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, yeah. Head to head, the show that I was never fucking invited on. Fuckers. (laughs) (laughs) You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw the party and invited everyone you see, you would see it would be the biggest gift would be for me. Thank you for being a friend. Oh my god, Zach, I hope you heard me farting. <laughs>